sit back and relax as you listen to Train Kickers Podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-host Dan and our special guest Luke, we're going to take you all around the world in miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, we're going to go through the news and events that happened at LVO this past weekend. And now, on to the show. All right, Dan, so how are you on this uh, Monday night here, just starting the week out? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just surviving. Uh, finally got to use my snowblower for the first time since we got snowed. Um, not going to lie, felt like a proper man. Um, haven't used my snowblower since I bought the damn thing, but you know what? It actually felt really, really good to use it. Um, plus, my dumbass dog decided that... Um, the snowblower shooting snow out of the top was a game, so he proceeded to um, <laughs> just fight with the snow coming out of it, which is comical to say the least. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. And hopefully what people have noticed is uh, Dan's tones have uh, had some improvement. We have Franco to thank for that. He's donated Dan an actual microphone, so hopefully it comes through a little bit better than it has in the past. It will. It will. I probably, it sounds already pretty good for me, so. I think it does, yeah. <laughs> Definitely better. Um, but we also, since we're talking about the LVO, I decided to bring in uh, one of my good friends, uh, Mr. Luke McCarthy, who uh, basically, you know, he's a pretty good tournament player. Um, pretty much tries to drag me to every tournament that happens. COVID, sadly, has kind of denied me those tournament plays. But yeah, he's one of the better tournament players I, I know. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, hey, Luke, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. And thanks, Dan, for the kind words. And I am definitely going to continue trying to drag you to every single event within whatever your uh, radius is. Haven't quite figured that out yet. But you glad to be here. The, the other day, it was what a four-hour away tournament that you said was ridiculous to go to. So it's short of four hours. That we know. Yep, I'm just gonna well, keep would... checking at different intervals, and we'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> well, we know Mythic Ghost is, is is close enough. Maplewood is close enough. Um, Toyways is close enough. Even though Toyways is in New York, Toyways is only like a 40-minute drive, which is surprising, even though it's New York. Yeah. But like, once you start hitting like upstate New York, <laughs> I think this one was in Catskills, or um like maryland and shit i'm like uh like the big thing was uh philadelphia even philadelphia was a i went to uh the, the packs you know and even driving an hour and a half in the mor at seven in the morning was we'll get we'll, we'll hotel next time is the big thing i know it was a last minute yes, thing but the that, hotel that makes it a great part. condition to be a hundred percent yeah that was a hundred percent of mistake on my part it was a very last minute decision um but um you know just, if there was an event i needed to drive to and it wasn't a hotel, and it was an hour and a half, that's still kind of like, oof, yeah. Well, well, you know, we could get a hotel for the four-hour one, you know? They do make those. That's true. Oh. <laughs> you tempt me. <laughs> we could pretend. Satan, Satan himself, apparently. Jesus. <laughs> All right. There's this new technology I don't know if you've heard about. No. <laughs> All right, well, with so, uh, um with a, a guest host on today, I think we want to make sure Luke has a chance to be able to introduce himself. Um whether you want to continue what Dan had said, add on to it and all. So if you'd like to just uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, Dan is not wrong. Um, I'm a purveyor of just about all things GW. Mm -hmm. um, I had a bit of a something in my throat over the weekend. Uh, so hopefully my voice is mostly back to normal. But as a result, I, I saw a lot of what went on during the LVO this mm -hmm. weekend. 
Um, and as far as GW stuff, I've mostly been doing 40K. I've done AOS um, in the past, and that's been going on and off since, gosh, 2012. Like, oh, wow. feels like it's only like five or six years ago, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. What, uh, what armies do you currently play for 40K? Well, uh, that would be just about everything that does not owe its allegiance to the False Emperor. <laughs> Make a stories, you piece of shit. You oh, a... yeah. Well, <laughs> let me tell you about that. Dan, Dan already knows, but I'm actually oh, just starting to do a conversion project with a lot of uh, Night Worlds, mo- or yeah, Night Lords models. Sorry, I was thinking of World Eaters, which I also love. A lot of Night Lords models and trying to convert them to have like the right bits and be the general right shape and size for a variety of different uh, custodies units because you know we're waiting on gw to have a proper chaos release for probably forever uh but for now custodies have some interesting stuff for models like that so i'm going to do a big time converted army it's going to be a whole bunch of heresy i'm going to love it dan's going to hate it I'm no chaos custodians like chaos gray knights probably worse fluff wise but handleable because you know space marines in the heresy and they're you know they can get corrupted but chaos custodians just oh my lord have mercy so I I don't I don't know this part from the fluff maybe either one of you gentlemen know it I know the the whole big thing is no gray knight has ever fallen to chaos has a custodes ever fallen to chaos no in fact custodians are even like I was gonna say worse than Grey Knights. No, they're 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 no, even worse. less corruptible. Right. Yeah, even even less, less tempted. Less tempted. In fact, I was gonna say one of the biggest custodians of of lore who died, but uh, the Emperor legit just handed him um, a demon trapped in a sword. Oh, what the frick was his name? It's Abaddon sword. Um, Dra- Drachnikon. Dra- Drachn- it's one of those weird oh, demon yeah. entities. Oh, but I essentially, can't really know. Yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Udimindian Ra was handed this sword, and the Emperor basically told him, this is your final mission. Enter the webway under the palace and lose this sword. But you have to continue holding it, because the moment you let go of it, um, uh, or the moment it leaves your body, or it leaves your person, someone else can, the demon can, like, help someone else. Um, Now, Abaddon eventually did get the sword, but he found this, Abaddon found the sword, literally on the dead body of the custodian and with just surrounded by demon carcasses. This are are you sure the custodian didn't hand it to him willingly? <laughs> well, it is Abaddon, so maybe he was trying to protect the custodian's uh, honor. No, no. No, it's no. like giving him the sword. Yeah, yeah. no, they're literally... In fact, they're so uncorruptible that they just hate space marines. For that reason, there's a huge fluff reason. Like, custodians absolutely despise... Um, space marines because to them that's the whole reason the heresy happened in the first place so even gray knights gray knights get a little respect from them only because they were kind of formed by malkador and they have their own special thing and purpose but just gray uh, space marines in general always leave custodians extremely uneasy uh, and they're very willing to just straight up kill them if need be i don't know i saw some uh custodies jet bikes that were uh, converted and painted to chaos uh that brett was painting a couple years back Seems was like there's you? a lore no, foundation. You? Of course it was me. It was you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I didn't paint them. Oh, man. I'm just saying there's lore precedent for this. <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, no. Um, 
I, I saw the army. Or I saw his like ideas for the army, and they did look really cool. To be quite honest, very interesting conversions. Um, right. So I will put. I will say that I will concede that it was a very interesting thought. So you're you're tempted, is what you're saying? No, absolutely not. I said it's interesting, not tempted. Interesting in the way that I burn it with fo- holy fire in the emperor's name. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how that uh, goes as we look at some of these previews in a moment, and you look at. Um, yeah what you've said about the demon there in the show notes but oh yeah um, oh, well, okay okay oh yeah no, he likes that demon he's not tempted but he likes that demon <laughs> what have you been working on dave <laughs> um so the only thing i have done this would be very fast the only thing i've done was uh play a game of 40k over tts with you which we um posted on the youtube channel while i did a preface in the beginning of that video and i'll do another preface here as i do apologize for how rough that audio was um different settings and things like that. It was really the first time using OBS. It all sounded fine, and then I recorded it, and it sounded awful. Robots, so not so bad. But then again, the game didn't go that great either. It was very quickly, quickly over, but that's fine. We figured out that playing without stratagems is... Yeah. It sucks because it makes the game easier to learn, but it also cancels... You know, you may have an issue with stratagems, whatever your opinion is, but stratagems quite literally make the army what they are. So, like, with Necrons not being able to use stratagems, it especially when you have destroyers. Um, destroyers? So, the stratagems you were thinking about that you mentioned there, those aren't a thing anymore. Yes. What? Wait. The, the types what? that you were talking about, you were talking about ones that, like, ignore certain saves and stuff like that. I mean, they, they have some stratagems that are helpful, but I don't... I think the ones that you had in mind were, like, 8th edition stratagems. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I went through the oh, list. Well, I'll talk about it some other point, but I went through yeah. it and I looked at them. Don't get me wrong. They're good. They have some decent Just ones. I don't think they're anywhere hard. near some of the stuff that you have. Like, they would have helped. But, I mean, like I said, we were playing on a small board. We were playing a thousand points. You brought exactly. a Talamon. Oh, no, the other problem. We played on the thousand point board and I just hated it with it. Just, no. I don't, yeah. It yeah. needs to be a the, the bigger version. If it does snow points. this weekend, um, as you're saying, it might. I think we'll try a different game. Um, One thousand. I want to try. I'll try. I'll try Demon Army. Yeah, try something different. Thirty k. Yeah, well, but you'll try that. I'll probably try Necrons again unless something else decides to suit my fancy. But we'll do with we'll do it a more of official one. Just so this one was really just so I learned some of the bases again because again it's been additions and additions since I've played. So so many little things have changed. Do demons even have an army in forty k or is it just a thirty? I know it's Sigmar. Demons have like a legit demon army, Luke. It's really sad how that that's a question. Yeah, um, that's sad. We'll, we'll 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 say yes. Let's say yes. Is it is it like a whole? Is it like a chaos in the chaos book, or is it an actual demon army? No, they have their own codex. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll look it up on on sources. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of the book. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, shit. Everyone's been working. Love it. All right. Um. So, how about you, Dan? Have you done anything in the last uh couple days there? Because I actually have been that. No, it's I, been less than a week since we recorded. Oh, and I t- I finished the Caladiuses. I think I talked about last podcast. Yes, you did. Right? We were, okay. So this time I did something that I've been wanting to do for a while because mm-hmm. uh, it actually annoys the shit out of me. So I, I back in the day when I first did Custodies back in God 2017. Fuck me, Jesus. Such a, such a long time. My God. You'd think 2017. It only happened last year. No, it's been like five years. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Um, no, I, so when I did my custodians for the first time, I magnetized my bikes on their bases. Um, 
Uh, and then I like, you know, painted the stems black and they looked great. But the big problem was that the magnets kept making the bike swivel. Like when you would move them, they would swivel to the left and to the right. Yeah. So you'd have to fix them constantly. And the magnets, even though they were pretty powerful magnets, it would still, the bike would still kind of, if you, if you flicked it too hard, would like tip forward and break, not break off the magnet, but mm. like, you know, it would disconnect from the magnet. It'd still be connected, but it like didn't nose down or nose back. Mm. Right. And then on top of that, because some of the custodian bikes had their spears pointed down, um, sometimes the spears would be scraping on the bottom of the of the mat, right? It's just a couple of things that kept pissing me off. Now, I didn't use bikes for the longest time in 8th edition because even though they were meta, I just, I don't know, I just didn't like, I, I preferred infantry swarms, which is great. Well, swarms for custodies. Um, now I'm using bikes again, so I did finally, I snapped off all the black stems from the bases. Uh, I replaced them with uh, actual GW flight pegs. And uh, people are probably screaming at me like, but wait, they still have the ball and socket joint, which sucks. It absolutely blows. GW, please. Right? Um, so what I did was I used, um, and um, I'm gonna, I want to make sure I get the name right. I pulled it up before. There it is. I used the Drop Zone Commander. They're from TT Combat. I used the Drop Zone mm -hmm. Commander Flight Widgets. Yeah. Uh, and Dave would know what these are, obviously, because yep. Dave played Drop Commander back in the day. But I used these Flight Widgets. I used them for Battlefleet Gothic too. I used these Flight Widgets that essentially are like, how the hell do I explain these? Um, Clear plastic cylinders with a little nub that connects the nub. interior. Okay, that's a good way to put yeah, it. And exactly the thing about it is if you clip the tiny ball at the end of the flight peg for a GW flight peg, right? You know, they come like with a ball at the end mm -hmm. of it for the ball socket. Clip that ball off at the top point. You can literally take that drop zone commander flight widget, right? That, that widget peg, and it fits literally perfectly on the end of the GW flight stand and it fits like a snug fit. So it won't rotate, it won't rotate in spot, it won't turn 180 degrees and you can lift up the model and it'll lift up the base as well. And the base has like three washers on it. So it's lifting up a heavy base. Um, and I accidentally dropped my custodian. I think Luke texted me like, what happens if you drop it? It's gonna snap right off. I did accidentally drop a model um, in, into my tile floor. So I thought I was pissed because I was like, did not snap off the. It's loose enough on the peg that it shot off the peg. It broke two of the. What do we call them? Aerosols, Luke. <laughs> what do we call ailerons. It, it, ailerons? It's actually called an aileron. Oh my Jesus! Yeah, so it broke off two of the ailerons, but the peg was literally stuck on there. Um, because I also pinned the peg into the base as well to make sure. Like I drilled a small wire through the base. Um, but yeah, no, it, it worked perfectly. So I'm really happy. They, they look really nice, and the clear stand kind of makes it look like they're hovering again instead of having this stupid black stick going right up the, the, the bike's ass. Yeah. Now it actually looks like a – it looks like they're floating, and it looks really cool in my opinion. I think I sent you guys a video. Uh, yes, um, yes, you did. Yeah, so I think it just looks 100% better. So I'm really happy yes. with that. Um, and I don't know, honestly, now I just got to paint the rest of the bikes. But Null Oil, I'm missing a bunch of Null Oil, so I'm just waiting on that to get delivered. <laughs> well, while you're waiting, you could uh, take those spears and point them uh, forwards instead of directly into the sky or directly into the ground. So here's the weird part. So I, okay, I knew you were going to say that. When I was building the new batch of custodians, right, like the, uh, the, the six more that I got for the 15, mm. uh, I did try to do that. And some of them did fit perfectly, like, horizontally. But I don't think some of the arms do that. Like, some of the arms, like, interfere with the cape on the side hip, and you literally cannot lay the arm flat on the body. It'll, um, what am I, like, it's, it's two, like, half pieces that you connect, right, on flat ends. 
the, the, the flat end like tilts upward. And so it, it's not a great connection if you want to do that. So it does have to kind of either stay somewhat up or, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They probably designed the models for, a, I, I would assume, I, have, I haven't looked them close enough. Yeah. They probably designed the models aesthetically to be putting spears in various directions and all because they thought it looked yeah. good. So that, that's probably oh, actually absolutely. what it is. I yep. mean, if I if I had the time and the well, if I had the the patience, I take green stuff and like green stuff the the the, the hole so that way it looks like the the spear is more tilted off to the side. But honestly, I don't. All, almost all of the models that I had originally, the nine models, have the spears either facing forward or facing down. A mm. majority of the ones I just built now have them facing up. So now it's just a good variety. Literally, it's just a massive variety of what direction the spears are going to be. Got it does it. get annoying when you got to put them near like buildings and stuff. But honestly, rule of cool. Wow. Sometimes is is the the action. Okay, All right, Luke, and really and how about you? Um, you mentioned uh, before we started that you had some sort of project you were starting or about to start, or yeah, yeah, the uh, the chaos custodies. Um, yeah, I am. I have planned it all through. I've ordered all of the various bits and weapons and kits that I need for it. Um, most of those are still on their way. I do have uh, enough jet bikes to do the work that I need to start doing with those. But I'll be honest, I've kind of been putting that off because the last time I took the bikes and made them chaos, I made the necessary but just gut-wrenching decision to take every single one of the Imperial Eagles off the bikes, um, basically by just shaving them down with like a Swiss Army knife. Um, yeah, I did I did 13 bikes and there are 19 Imperial Eagles on each jet oh bike. God. Did you know? No, I um, don't know if anyone knows that other than someone doing the madman thing that you are. I don't yeah, I think anyone's yeah, ever counted I, I, them. I didn't I didn't know that prior to doing that, let me tell you. And uh the worst part is I think I'm going to go even a little bit harder this time around, although thank God I don't have 13 bikes to do. Um because I realized I don't really like the the iconography that they have on their um, what are they? I guess their shin plates or whatever. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the eagle on the shin. It's I don't know if it's is it an eagle? I don't know, but whatever it is, I have it in front of me. I, a, I believe you. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's the it's the aquila. It's aquila aquila. It's the aquila right on their boots. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm thinking I might take that off the. <laughs> the infantry and i might do something with the dreadnoughts uh, it's it's going to be just a bunch of insanity a labor, uh, of, love. A labor of love yeah. i i do i do love how much everyone else is going to hate it um but yeah i, I think it'll look really awesome at the end especially with night lords you can do a lot of really cool lightning effects and by you i mean someone who can paint not me but I think that should look really, really amazing. And it's funny because I've reached out to a number of people um, in search of the correct things that I need, you know, like axe bits, or um, I even took part of a sword that I'm modifying to be um, a chaos-looking misericordia. And everybody who hears about it, they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, send me pictures when you're done. I'm like, oh, I totally will. It's probably going to be a little while, but... I'm I'm very excited to get going, but the part that I the only part that I have access to right now is the part that I hate the least, which is the Imperial Eagles and moving them. 
So, I mean, you could probably also just like scratch them up to make them look corrupted. No, no, they must completely come off. Jesus Christ. No, no traces can remain. Would like a Dremel with just like a really fine grade paper on or something like that, would that help at all? At least to buff that it That is down what I'm start? going to test. Yeah. Yeah. So the problem is it's actually not like that long of a process getting the main eagle part off. Yeah. Um, I would say it probably only takes about three or four passes with the knife. Um, so like getting a Dremel to drill down a little bit would probably be a little bit faster for like those first like two passes. Mm. Um, but after that, I would mostly just be concerned that I'm dremeling into, you know, the piece and sure battle damage or whatever, I guess, but these aren't, these aren't uh death guards. So I don't want to go too crazy with that. Um, I'm definitely going to experiment with it this time around just to see, but I have a nasty feeling. It's not really going to save me time very much. And, and it's it's just a you know got to do what you got to do type thing, and I think I'll I'll be more motivated to do it as more stuff comes in. Oh, of course. All right, well, that, that seems like a we're actually working on more things than I would have thought. At least you two are. I'm not working on anything. I started work again today, so I, I'll I'll do more work later in this week. Um. So well, one thing I do want to mention. Um, I didn't mention it till now, but in the actual video, I'll make sure it's mentioned early is that um, we tried to do that uh, YouTube recording the other day. It came out a little robotic, but we want to start doing that more, especially with the podcast, especially when we're going through parts of the episode where we're you know talking about models and things like that. So um, for this, there will be the podcast itself, or at least on whatever podcatcher that you use. We're also going to be putting this on YouTube. So if um, anyone normally listens to it and wants to be able to watch along or anything like that, um, I have the program running, so as we talk about the different models, pull those up. When we talk about lists or anything like that, try to pull those up as best I can. Um, it's probably going to be a little rough the first time around because we're getting used to doing this. Um, but we're going to try to to do that from mostly here on out just to make it a little bit more interesting. Um, so if there's nothing else in particular, gentlemen, maybe we'll uh, start with a little bit of this uh, model show. Yes, of course. I'm I'm excited. Really excited, actually. Um, so, if anyone is on the podcast forum and not watching the uh, the YouTube one, if you go to the Warhammer community, they have the previews for the Las Vegas Open that they did on Thursday night. Um, it started one a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, it was one. Yes, it was one a.m. Eastern Standard. Yeah, so so and we're I gonna we're gonna go through that. Um, maybe we'll start just with a quick, you know, you know, the five ten second the hot take of like it not like it what do people think dan what did you think um, overall impression oh, you start with no okay so mm-hmm. five ten second loved it wished it was 30k rules but i mean when we talk about it i do love the release but okay. yeah no i liked it okay how about you luke what overall quick impression yeah i mean big fan um i i think uh some of the negativity that people are feeling about it is, oh, you know, my faction get touched or, you know, when is this going to happen? It's taking forever. But if anything else, that just shows how excited a lot of people are about these things and, you know, how they're just ready and raring to get this stuff on the table. So it's a good sort of good problem to have, I suppose, out of all the problems. But yeah, generally, I really liked what I saw. So um, before we started, I was going back and forth on whether I wanted to call it hot garbage or at least uh, promising. Um, somewhere in between, I I liked 
most of the things I saw, but when it was done, I had a very bad taste in my mouth because it gave me very much the feeling of, and that's it. Part of it they fixed because they showed us a roadmap for AOS today and all of that, but I just it felt like it didn't have the punch that I was expecting. Um, but I liked the things that I saw. I There was nothing in particular I wanted more, but especially at the end when it kind of just like, all right, and bye. I I was waiting for that last second tease of anything to, you know, give that little bit of extra hype as it went along. And at least where I was watching it, um, I was watching through Honest Wargamer, um, his, uh, his Twitch channel. That was sort of the impression there. But let's see if you guys can sell me on this. Might be able to. Well, no, and I, I definitely think that that is fair, that, hmm. you know, it, it definitely feels lackluster. I think in some ways GW is still adjusting to the supply chain and how it's just pushing everything back 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 so you know even if they wanted to add more information in you know it's it's weird because i remember i want to say coming up on ninth edition they put previews out like so far in advance that i was like this is nuts and now maybe they're just putting it that far out in advance but they can't put as much stuff i don't know um I, I will say for 40k stuff, my personal tinfoil hat theory, I've heard some whispers um, that not long down the pipeline um, are going to be an actual squats army. Oh, and oh someone call 911 for John. John. I'll just say if that's true, <laughs> I get why they didn't tell you anything about a 40k roadmap for the next six books mm. because they're not just going to toss that casually in a random warhammer community article you know i feel like that's going to be a big reveal yeah um i was hoping to see more about chaos and eldar because i've heard a lot of stuff is coming for them um but in some ways i feel like they've already told us a lot of the eldar stuff and who knows how far the chaos stuff is right yeah i know i know what you mean it seems like they could have done a little more production yeah. and say telling us exactly what's happening just to get hype about it because yeah. it, fe- it felt like a lot of people wanted to get hype and they might be saving it for themselves, and that's what they want to do. Like, I think the roadmap, at least for AOS, I think, and we'll talk about that shortly. Um, I think they were saving that for themselves, and that's fine. They want the article. They want to kind of premiere it there. But this is the biggest event. This is what people watch. I know the streams, at least the Frontline Gaming stream at one point, had over 2,000 people watching. I was watching from uh, War Games Live, and he was getting eight 900 people while they had 2,000 on the other. So, I mean... It, it's a good time to do that because you have a very captive audience. But they're the only ones, as far as I know, who did news anyway. It's not like any of the other systems or companies did anything. So, um, let's we'll we'll, we'll get into the So we'll start with the Aldari. So it's the um, essentially we're just going to go in the order. And if you're watching, you'll see. But we're going to go in the order of what shows up when you take a look on uh, the preview article. So I'm just gonna click in and we'll start with the big angry red boy yes amazing had people were oh god salty people i swear to god people always be salty um, about everything oh jesus christ man like sometimes people need to take it. so anyway i love this model like that axe, <laughs> that axe it's so goddamn i like sexy. the axe more than the other weapon choices i yes, think the axe is but very the nice heads i don't know i'm split on like the og head with the stupid like avatar of kane symbol or yeah. maybe like the no helmet uh, the spartan one is a little too eh for me uh, i know our friend steve likes that one but um i don't know it's just it, it's, it's such a good looking model people are complaining like oh the flames look fake 
And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, first of all, stop. <laughs> Second of all, I, I think I sent it on the Discord. If you ever want to put it in the show notes, someone like photoshopped the flames to be a uh, blue and purple, um, yeah. or sorry, light white and blue. And I thought that just looked amazing. That that oh my god, yeah. Freaking People are going to do some really beautiful things with that model for sure. Almost oh, definitely. Um, yeah, and it's a big model. Like someone, yes. oh crap! I know GW put this out somewhere, but GW put out like a, a size comparison of the model, mm-hmm. and this thing is about the size of um. A, 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 I always say the stupid name wrong. Demikaren, Demikaren. Yeah, I, th- I think if you imagine the the Tyranid Forgeold model, the Demikaren without its tail, um, I think that yeah, it's probably a similar height to the top of the Demikaren's back, as the top of the Avatar's head is. So. Body wise, it's probably slightly uh, smaller looking, but it's yeah. it's a big beefy guy. I think it's on an eighty millimeter base. I'm pretty sure that's I, I, this idea. that they didn't release, but it's definitely either an eighty, probably not a hundred. Yeah, it's either gonna be an eighty or a hundred. If it is that, if that is a hundred, then damn. Yeah, I think it's an eighty, but it's probably big. An 80. Um, definitely much much bigger than the previous model. Yeah, much. Yes. Which it's, was it's taller than the one. It's taller than the 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 one with this with the breaky spear. I, yeah. I, as I look at it more, I'm liking the helmetless head more. Um, I'm not a big fan of the 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 standard avatar head and the Spartan one. My only issue with the Spartan one is that when you think of a lot of Spartan things, um, a lot of times they had the horsehair or whatever it was go all the way across the top piece, mm-hmm. or at least that's what I envision okay, yeah. when I see it and think of it, even if that's not necessarily historically accurate at all times. This one doesn't, so I think I think I'd actually go with the without the helmet. Interesting. That axe yeah. though is a hundred percent. Like I the one reason why I chose my Wraith army was because I love Wraith blades. And I didn't even use blades, I just used the axe and shield because the axes just look so damn cool. And that axe is just oh my god. You do have an axe thing. I remember when I was asking you to borrow some bits, and by borrow I mean, you know, use for forever, uh, for my Chaos Custodies <laughs> project, I was like, All right, so Dan, you have approximately eight thousand models of custodies. So, you know, surely you have some bits. And you were like, yeah, of course. And I said, all right, well, how about, how about some axes? And you were like, no. I don't have, nope. I don't have a single one of Every those. Every has an axe, has an axe. I, so there is a reason why, just a little short story, uh, but very fun. Um, when I used to play Dungeons & Dragons, uh, and Dave knows this, yes. I played Dwarf. That's I'll all play you play. Berserker, I'll play a Dwarf Paladin, but I always play a Dwarf. And my go-to weapon has always been either a great axe or an axe and shield. Not a hammer? Hammer was always my second choice. If I, like it depended on like what I wanted to be. Like if I was a paladin, I'd choose a hammer instead of an axe, just for floor, fluff reasons. But berserk, like if I played a barbarian, axe, one hundred percent. Yeah, that way you Why could not be both? the evilest um, dwarf paladin. Basically, go trek. If for those who love Sigmar and the, or know the book, go trek. That's what I like to play. One axe in one hand, hammer in the other. Bam, boom. Yeah. Was go trek evil? Because that's how you play your paladins. <laughs> No, I didn't play my paladins. No, de- that's depends the kind of the field you're on. No, yeah. I played my paladin correctly. Okay, it's not my fault that he got eaten by a bear. Your paladin so was more evil than my character, who was actually evil. You oh, got more no, people no, no, no. killed than my evil character. This has to be a story for another time. People yes, are gonna be like, "I will be." Oh my god! Um, I still, still laugh at that stupid story. 
He's what else good. Do we have? I'm I'm hoping because I'm I'm assuming um the different the different weapon looks are actually different weapons in terms of rules. No, I think they're all the same. Are they? I think yeah. they're just. Hmm. I think they just look it's just visual. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh then it doesn't matter because I was gonna say I, I hope you know it's it's done in such a way where you can magnetize easily enough if they are different, but they're not. Cool, you can go to town. I yeah. think the idea is the avatar manifests in multiple forms. Mm -hmm. Um I, I personally am definitely gonna use spear and the classic O head. Mm. But yeah, to my also, knowledge, spear, there's no different types. Sword. I like that. That's cool. That's cool. That's a cool combo. Little side fact loop for I don't know I don't know if you read any of the books, but yeah, yes, you do. It, do you? Uh, did you read the? Um, oh God, who made that stupid Eldar book? Nope. Um, where the Eldar hot drops and <laughs> drop kicks a swarm lord in the face. You know, you've probably thought I read it because you probably uh, have told me about it. Oh, and God. if you haven't, James has. Yeah, Not that I've had. Well, the, the, the Avatar, like sometimes it sucks because the Avatar is written often so black and white. He he he's or gets bolter fired to death in the fluff. He does absolutely nothing. Or he's actually what he should be, which is the literal incarnate god of war. And there's one book that kind of represents this very wholly, where the Avatar literally just jumps off the ship into orbit and <laughs> meteoric strikes a swarm lord and his surrounding hive guard into molten paste from orbit and then just proceeds to just slay everything. So no, that, that's accurate on the tabletop as well. It's, uh, it's either one or the other. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> No, no longer from what I've seen, but yeah, no, from what the previously said, yeah, no, this guy's gonna be a monster. Um, yeah. let's talk about the next one because the next one is yeah. really a lot of people either love it or hate it. Uh, I know John bones. doesn't like. Yeah, I, the I, I know John doesn't like this. I don't like it, but I know a couple of people who play Eldar love this model. So it's like this was I don't know. It's, John it's likes the model. model. He's just not a fan of the new sculpt. Does he? I think he said he doesn't. I want to say he said no. He owns the model and uses it, so yeah. I doubt it's no, a hate-hate no, hate release. The new one, though. The new one. You know, he doesn't like the new sculpt. Oh, okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. So, mm. it's a cool model. I, I, I quite do. Yeah. I, I will cool. find excuses to use this, even if I'm not using the model it's supposed to be. I think yeah. it looks awesome. Uh, I just don't like it. I would never. If I were to choose, uh, first of all, I would never use Magun Ra, because it's not a Wraith model. Um, Avatar he's, he's gets got bones, right? Isn't that all it takes to be a Wraith model? Thank I swear you. to God, I just have to explain this. Thank you. <laughs> it just, it's completely different from wraiths. So, so wraiths aren't they wraith, a, they're wraith bones, right? No, but wraith bone is like, they, I don't know oh if you've seen like wraith models. They're sleek, they're slender, there's like no blemishes. It's not like humanoid skeleton. It's it's very like it's it's um what did you call it, Dave? Geiger-esque without the without the horror? It pronounced Geiger. Actually is the way he pronounced or, it. Geiger-esque Geiger yeah. without the horror. Yeah, it's very Geiger-esque without the horror. This is just straight like <laughs> so yeah so so a peek behind the curtain because i enjoy that we were chatting i don't know like 30 40 minutes or more before the podcast and we're scrolling through some pictures and all and i said exactly the same thing because he's like i wouldn't do it because i play wraith you know Literally wraiths and stuff like that wraith lords and all i'm like but he's full of he's got bones all over him so see everyone honest, should. I'm pretty sure his aren't his guns made out of wraith bone like i don't yes. even know how uh, yes, yes. something like that i think so yeah no, no, so take a look at the gun very sleek, very slender, very curved. Then look at like the stupid fucking like rib cage on the top. It's just I don't know. It's it's it seems it's, like a double standard is what we're getting at here. Yes, you're discriminatory <laughs> just because he was the last one who came out of his uh, craft world. Um, 
Is he the last? Oh, wow. Yes, he was the last survivor of his craft world. Oof. Yep. Oof. Um, so that's why now he's like on a one man mission, like, no, we we just gotta kill it. Like, oh, that's a problem. Yeah, just go murder it. Um, I like <laughs> everything about it except the shoulder um skull looks a little doofy to me. The yeah, from the back I view agree. that they give is great. The front view is very good. Just it's ah, also the like the long teeth. Goofy. Like that, that looks a little too cartoonish to me, personally. Yeah. For the rest of the look of the rest of the model, I agree. It feels but a little, like little Harlequiny. I, I don't know what it is about GW. They, they use the same rocks for oh, every yeah. Eldar model that they have. I wanted to get every my single one out of the case. It's um, the same Farseer rock. And there's just something about the Eldar kits that they make that they. Like the uh, the leader is in particular that they just have like a Harlequin homage. Like if you look at the uh, Death Jester and this yeah. guy, you're like, oh, it's the same thing, except this guy has Wraithbone all over the place and the Death Jester doesn't. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I think the Death Jester is a nice model, so I'm kind of partial to it. But I can definitely see if you're not, you're like, oh, we'll forget this. So, uh, just, so yeah, if you want tactical rocks, we'll go play some MCP. Because everyone's on a tactical rock or jumping everyone's from a rock or jumping to a rock. Literally everyone. Yeah. Unless you're standing right. on like a sign or something else. You're always standing on something that's very tactical. It's a great game, though. <laughs> I absolutely love the game, but yeah. I get a little much. Uh, overall, though, I like him. I think he, I think he's um, very nice. I'm going to give it a no on. Uh, not, no, because it doesn't fit my army, but also not. Just, I don't like the design. You know, you know what it is? I'll put it this way. If they get rid of the shoulder... If I got rid of the shoulder and I got rid of that stupid back piece. I literally think it's just the back piece. Honestly, I like the back thinking. piece. I think that no, makes I the model. I you, you know, GW does this thing, Dan, where they sell their kits in multiple pieces. Yeah. So you yeah, could just like. No, but sometimes they like do not. stupid things with heroes, Luke. Although it does look like it is a separate piece, which is good. Definitely but a separate it, piece. It, and if you, if you GW's look, credit, they pull, they sculpt underneath, uh, yes. like the Bloodthirster model. Yeah, so they literally yeah. sculpt his chest underneath the armor plates just oh, in case you want to take them off. So I would bet a lot of dollars that this guy, if you take that backpack off, he is yeah. absolutely still going to have a perfectly sculpted yeah, back. That, that skull yeah. thing, because I have extra shoulder plates too from the Wraith army. Just take that off and take the back piece. I like the model a lot more. It's just too that, that's too goofy. That's too much. It's too much. I agree. If I got this model, I would I would probably try to replace that with something. It's a little a little too cartoonish for me. But oh, overall I like it. But honestly, without the backpack, he is gonna look like the Death Jester. He needs something to make him truly look, look like different and stand out. Yep. I agree. But I'm also a fan of it, so Yeah. All right. Now that's the jetpack. Um, I will say, at least from watching the stream, I think they did themselves now, they took a long time to talk about models and also the models were up on the screen for quite a while. Um I was, I was watching every stream, so I didn't hear a single thing they said about models. I think they did themselves such a huge disservice on these bikes with the background they picked for an all white essentially all white scheme. Because oh, I could barely see the detail and to me they looked Honestly, they didn't look good. Now that I can see them with a nice dark background, I can see the detail. I can see the look and positions. I like them a lot more. Yeah. I, I, I like what they did with these new bikes. I like the – honestly, it's, it's the old bikes looked kind of dick bikey, kind of like the Agamottis and Custodians, yeah. which is why I don't like the Agamottis. Um, I like the fins. I like the fins. I think it just gives it a little bit more uh, – 
spiky. I don't know, it gives it more shape, I guess. Like I don't know shark. how to explain it. It, it. it gives it more something instead yeah. of just being a torpedo. That's what it looked like they were writing a torpedo. It looks actually pretty nice. I like them. I like them. I can't complain about these. You know, these are solid. These are just like the um, HQ jet bikes that they released not too long ago for the Warlocks and Farseer on jet bike, except it's not a Warlock or Farseer. It's just random rider dudes. Yeah. So definitely, definitely looks nice. Although I will say, for me at least, um, they just waited a little too long uh, yeah. because I played Eldar uh, back in the day a little bit, and I already have so many jet bikes because. I refused to buy the GW old version because it was so bad. And, uh, you know, other other parties like uh, Ghost Minis, for example, has a slightly different offering. Looks great if you can deal with resin spears, which oh, are a pain, to be fair. Are... Yeah, they're, they're not great. They're not and the great. reason why I don't, pay, don't have Agamottis. <laughs> Multiple reasons. I forgot about the resin spears on them. Um, they also, they'll also pair well with the, um, what are they called, the Shadow... Shroud runners, shroud runners, they'll pair well with the shroud shroud runners. I think it's just it's a good uniform look for the army, in my opinion. Yeah. I Wait, just... does the thing pop? Oh, hold yeah, on. Yeah, it pops up. Oh, that's I didn't even notice that. I yeah. that's something I literally just saw. That's really cool. Why does it pop up though? Couldn't tell you. No, I no also idea. don't know what you're talking about. If oh, you scroll so, down um, to the picture where they have yeah. like the set of three, the middle inlet in the nose actually pop is popped up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. What is that? Is that a computer? I have no idea. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I played Farseer, or sorry, uh, Warlock Conclave back in, what was it, late 7th when that was a little formation thing you could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the bikes could uh, move again after they fought in combat, which was all sorts of trolley fun. Um, so I had a lot of those bikes. And I actually, because I despised the GW sculpt so much, I actually got the HQ version and hated myself for it because it was really expensive. Um, but I've, So I've assembled a lot of these bikes functionally because, again, it's the same thing, just a different rider. Um I couldn't tell you what that pop-up thing is supposed to be. I could tell you that I never ever used it. I thought it was a computer, but it just doesn't. No, oh, yeah. if you look, if you look yeah, at it, it's just like under. ridges. That, yeah, there's that you can see the side ridges. Um, yeah. I, I'm the wrong person to ask about this, but having seen the interior of that bike in its entirety, I couldn't tell you what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, oh. I think it's yeah, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice sculpt. It's, it's the same sculpt we saw for the. Warlock yeah. Farseer, Farseer on jet bike. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's a great sculpt. And look at the yeah. Then there we go. That last picture shows how how big the avatar is, and yeah, it's it's about yeah. It's a de well, I mean, the head tuft is so freaking big, but yeah, it's definitely a big boy. Um, yeah. yeah. They 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 did some good stuff for them. Mm -hmm. All right. So. What they did next is they taught uh, Age of Sigmar, the Arena of Shades, which if you if you were against Bone Boys, let me tell you, um, the box itself, they, they actually gave you more new units, which is nice. Um, it wasn't just you get a hero and you get a hero and then here's the stuff you've already had because the crossbow guys are new. So that was nice. The first model. Say, like, go ahead. 
you know, I was gonna say like these are like these are bone boys to me. Like notice how there's no big banner of bone. He just looks, you know, good. I don't know. It's, it's not exaggerative in my opinion. Okay. Like this is bone boy for me. They start with the scripter mortis, which I think, I think the the name is stupid, but I do honestly really like the model. Yeah. Yeah, I do. The it, the, it, the the candelabra coming out of his back, the um the bone plinth underneath that that he's he's actually supporting it on, and all. I I I do actually like this one a lot. It reminds me very much of um like a small Morningal Morningal. Yeah, yeah. Creepy looking, the creepy looking forge. Well, that I've seen that one in person, and I've seen it badly painted too. But I've seen it like someone painted well, and um, it just looks that it looks just weird, and I like it. It's a good weird. Yeah, not a bad weird. Yeah, they they do the aesthetic well. I mean, GW said it said it so many times. You know, they're a games company, or sorry, they're a models company, not a games company. Yeah. Um, and they definitely live up to the models end of that stuff. Um, you know, if you like this aesthetic. It is amazing. That book alone has me like thinking what I might use it for, okay. even though I have no desire to use the actual rest of the model. And it's it's pretty cool. Oh, it's a cool objective marker if it anything. Like <laughs> that's, that's just cool. I mean, cost wise, I I wouldn't get it for that purpose, but I could absolutely see that where you don't put him on it, just essentially the pedestal with the book. I think that uh, that's a that's a really cool look. Absolutely, and even the crosswomen. The crosswomen do look cool too. Crosswomen do look always cool, but the crosswomen even look cool, in my opinion. I mean, I will say that. Hold on, the bot is gone. Yeah, I saw that. Uh oh. All right. Well, we're still recording on the other one. Okay, cool. That's fine. So I love the uh, the sisters model. The, the new HQ. And See, I have to patient. say, I like that GW is, uh, is doing the right thing with these boxes, having the stuff that they release here being stuff that's about to get new stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you, do, you double down on the hype. They're going to get new rules and it's just going to be great. Not that the daughters necessarily needed new rules, but hopefully they'll get rules that make them fairer. Agreed. I don't like the mask or or and all that, but... Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't use the head at all. See, actually, here's the fun part. I actually like the mask. I like the mask. I don't like the the face. I I like the the creepiness of the mask, though the... The odd-sized horns, instead of just being two normal-sized horns, one is small, one is big. I like the the mask actually a lot over the face. It's because you play Beast of Chaos. You would, the, yeah, that that is true. I like that kind of weird. I I do like weird. I do like weird. Although the tactical, <laughs> tactical rock. I, yeah. This one's different. So congratulations to Games Workshop. I guess they have one rock for 40k and one rock for Sigmar. One rock for Sigmar. <laughs> just put them up. Just put her on the different one. <laughs> put her on the Sigmar rock. Oh lord. Oh, um, I like it overall. I don't think they needed more on foot heroes. They probably need a little bit of something else. But if they're getting a new book, I mean that could actually make it a lot more interesting. 
Is there something that happened 25 years ago for Games Workshop? What What do you mean? Uh, so, again, if you're looking at the model and her tactical rock, mm-hmm. I know they're put it, supposedly oh. putting, like, Eldar runes or whatever, but, like, if that's not a 25, I'll eat a sock. That Yeah, actually, I just looked at it. Um, I just turned my head. Yeah, that is 100% a 25. Did, did Games Workshop, was it, like, created 25 years ago? It no. It seems, like, a little early. Isn't, but... isn't Fantasy, like, isn't Fantasy, like, 30 years old now? Listen, you're asking the wrong person. I know. Well, yeah, I'm, no I, I, I normally I look stuff up on my computer, but now half of my computer screen is being displayed, so I have to look it up elsewhere. But I'm actually going to check because I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Unless, hold on. Now, now I'm going to be super. Um, right, super I've, I've opened up a can. I've opened up a can of worms. No, Let's. Now I'm going to open up the Eldar I, review. I, I, I'm going to open up the Eldar review. Um, where's that stupid LVO? thing uh hold on all right well i think what are you looking up now i'm looking at the tactical rock for uh magun ra i want to see see. oh no it's the the same rock as every other hero let me see scroll scroll so it's (laughs) their eldar ruins runes their eldar runes so so i mean it's even older than that because looking it up, um, the first edition of the Warhammer was released in 1983. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really make sense because I feel like Warhammer 40k yeah. first edition was around then. Um, it was a, it was but... a few years after, but not many. Not it was more than 25 years ago at this point. That's a that's a weird. I don't know. Maybe it's Dark Elves got released then. I don't know. That's a weird. I'm just saying. There's no way it's a coincidence, right? Yeah. If if it that, is, that is then someone really messed up. Because you're going to have a lot of people like us on the internet staring at that and trying to figure out what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I've played enough Inscription to know that you got to look into this stuff. Oh, so totally. And, and, you know, that would be <laughs> such a, like, sculptor thing. Like, watch, it's like when the guy who sculpted this thing was born or something and he's just, like, having a good time. That's yeah. Sometimes like, that's, that's, that's GW. Like, yeah. that's what I feel like it really is. Or they put it in the fuck with us. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that either. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, there's always, like, some sort of connection. Oh, most definitely. Absolutely, most definitely. Um, they also have the crossbow guys, which they look cool. Um, yeah. Nothing, nothing too big to write home about, but they're neat. Yeah. They got bows and they're ghosts. Yeah, don't know how they carry. I I, I find it hard to get too excited about the ghost boys because it's not quite the aesthetic I'm into. But I'm excited for all the people who are excited about their army getting new rules. Absolutely. All right, so we will uh, we'll take a look at honestly what I think is the best thing they they showed. Absolutely. Hands down, yeah. and how we can prove that Dan's a liar when he says no, no, no. Uh, so, no to scale. No. He knew no, he no, was no. lying. First of all, okay, so I, I, I do play Dark Mechanicum in 30k, so I do f- go back and forth. And I do play Legio Furians. So Wait, I do I'm, I'm sorry. In the so you do, you are tempted. No, no, I, the, the Dark Mechanicum is full on. Like, no, he's <laughs> corrupted, is what he's saying. Yeah, that's full so, on. I mean, Legio yeah. Furians is straight up the corruption. Um, I have always wanted to start a demon army, always. And I remember when I don't know if you guys like follow GW on Instagram, but they did like a competition, which was like win a 2K army, build a 2K army in Sigmar, and you can win it, right? Share your list. 
Okay. And I built a demon army for the sole purpose of winning it, and so I could use it in Sigmar and also 30k. Um, and I've always been like going back and forth on Nurgle or Corn, and I've always kind of gone back to Nurgle because they just, in my opinion, look cooler. But Corn is a very close second, and it kind of sucked because there was no real Corn leader. Like Nurgle has the Glotkin that you can use as a behemoth. You can use the Great Unclean one, which just looked amazing and the bloodthirster doesn't look really look compared to the great unclean one i think the bloodthirster just looks worse right okay this model kabanda just uh, <laughs> like it's um like just the armor the face the hair the the freaking axes the 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 wing people were complaining so <laughs> talking about you you know not only is the wing upside down no that's not what they were complaining about and it's not when I when you see a bigger picture, you can tell it's not just the angle yeah. they have to the wing absolutely makes it oh, look yeah, it's upside a bad down. Angle. But you know what people were complaining about? And I wish I was joking about this. People were saying that see the holes on the wing? They were yeah. saying it was too hole punchy. And I'm like Oh, you're welcome to convert it and make it like, look more fleshy I'm if like, you come want. Come on, guys. Really? Like Jesus Christ. I, people were complaining that it was too whole punchy and they wouldn't buy the model because it looked like GW failed the model by doing it that way. It was lazy. I'm like, get right. the f- Jesus. So, so, so here's what I'll say. Much time on Reddit, Dan. Yeah. I, no, I, I wasn't even Reddit. I, I agree with the look that, yeah, it does look a little bit, little punched out. I, I would have liked it a little bit more if they added a little. It looks very clean, but I guess maybe the idea is. It maybe it's clean because it got shot through. Because also, if you look at um, say one of the pictures where the the larger oval hole, it the wing looks actually rather thick, like yeah. just model wise oh, itself. Oh, yeah, no. So if it is this thick wing, I could see it being because you know it took you know a round of some sort of uh, of some some shot or something like, like that, minute. and it just exactly. bored a yellow uh, a round hole through it. Yeah, it just yeah. seared right through. Because the ends aren't the like, ends aren't nice and straight. The ends have that sort of jagged look and all to them. So yeah, people are gonna complain. People are gonna complain. But no, this model it doesn't ruin the I model. Mean, but the hair just, makes it. Like not even just the hair. Like not just the like, hair. even the, the freaking like the weapons. Like I was zooming in on the weapon. The weapon is just so beautiful. Like look at the leather being frayed near the end of like near the middle of the weapon where it's gripped almost all the time. Like whoever just the tail, the gnarling on the tail in the back. Yeah. Um, just the like the massive scars, just Jesus Christ, man. Whoever sculpt who sculpted did they get the name of who sculpted this? Um, not that I saw. I they might show that when they put it on the Forge World website, but I didn't see it otherwise. Oh. But just this, this, this is, and this honestly, this is what's going to make me start a demon army. I, 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 I will. One, you're not the only one. I, Guarantee you're not the, the only one. The problem is, I got to find blood letters for cheap. Um, maybe get Shane to sell me his blood letters. His two well, if if, if you have him paint them, just make sure you have him base them as well. Mm, good point. No, no, I'll paint them. Not with contrast paint. You could. I'm thinking That's of like true, a good actually, scheme, yeah. like gloss black horns or gloss black sword. But yeah, no, this 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 model is is just wow. And it's so little side note, 30k rules. You know, Kabanda does have 30k rules. I don't does he have 40k rules? No, no I don't think so. He doesn't it's, at the moment, but they did announce that he will. Um so oh, that's an instant okay. that's an no, instant please, buy for me, as if it wasn't wallet. already. My wallet. No, um Wait, why does that change pretty, anything for you? You're getting him it you're getting yeah, him. Get him anyway, but now I have to do like a 40k. <laughs> Uh, no, it's the same, but like, it's the same thing. 
you can yeah, use the same model. It's a nice crossover. But um no in 30k this this guy this guy fucks. Like <laughs> um very little in th- everything in 30k is deadly, right? Like we've talked about this in the 30k podcast when we started there like weapons in 30k are just deadly. You play with more models, but you also pick up more models. It's just it's it's a it's a you don't you can't be ashamed if you lose 15 space marines in a single turn. Um, Kabanda is just, is, is, he's a monster. Um, he looks it. Yeah, no, he's, and it's funny because, you know, you'd think like, oh, you know, he's going to, it's not that he just, you know, pounds small squads or does, he's able to just sweep profile, you know, and just, I think it's going to be what, 120 millimeter base right there. I'm thinking. So he's looks like a just, fire base. Yeah. The oval. Yeah. yeah Maybe it's so, 120 round. So definitely, because you, you have to pile in, you know, he takes a two inch, two inch from the base as it replaces that in many attacks. With, he'll be what? Strength 10, AP 2. And then let's say a squad of 20 charge him. 20 attacks at strength and AP 2, hitting on threes, wounding on twos, re-rolling because he's angry. He's no, he's, He just literally blenders entire units. And, and 30k armies. still has instant death rules, right? Yes, but okay. I mean, we had to check this. I remember asking this because he does not have instant. He doesn't have Eternal Warrior on his thing, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, that seems weird. Why doesn't he have Eternal? Well, he has Eternal Warrior. Sorry, because we were talking about Gargantuan. Sorry, we were confusing with Gargantuan. Archdemons are Gargantuan. Um, he has Eternal Warrior. He has Eternal Warrior. Yeah. Um, he's not a Gargantuan. Gargantuan just has a. Um, they has can't die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I even meant more in terms of who he's hitting against, because you said he's strength ten. So, oh no, he, he's carving through your wound. If your toughness five or less, he gets you. You're just done. Oh yeah, and he can also just not sweep. He could just turn half his attacks. I think it's like eight or nine attacks. Yeah, half rounding up, he could just turn them to strength D, and just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, oh, just cleave a warhound. Fuck you. Yeah, he looks proper yeah. choppy. And I yeah. will say that I hope that this is a precedent for other models because I've long said, like, why do only some models get to make it into the 41st millennium? Mm. Like, I get that some of them are supposed to be like gods among men, so it'd be really weird to have them in like every battle or something. But at the same time, you know, like Karn the Betrayer makes it. Yeah. You know? Um, Abaddon obviously makes it right. He was still floating around then, or was he too young? I don't know. Abaddon, oh no, <laughs> yeah, little little horse was there, <laughs> and, and traitor as can be. Yeah, but my my point is, you know, like some of these people are literally that old. Obviously, you know, Sanguinius, you know, had his thing, um, but like a lot of the the heroes you know were around then and actually i will say that for this model in particular he holds a special place in my heart i've never read any of the books but i thoroughly read the wikipedia um about what happened with him and sanguinius yes and i have to say like what a story so speaking a tiny bit about fluff please tell me you read how he saved the blood angels uh you're gonna have to refresh my memory. So, so little, okay, very quick. Cabanda and the Blood Angels basically have a very long feud with each other. It was, in fact, Cabanda who cursed the Blood Angels with the um, the the red thirst, right? Sure. Um, 
eventually he gets banished by Sanguinius, um, so on and so forth. Then Sanguinius dies, and when Sanguinius dies, that's the Red Thirst kicks in overdrive. That's why you have the Black Rage and so on and so forth. Anyway, so on. Um, many, many, many years here later, uh, ten thousand years later, um, when the Tyranids, a Tyranid Splinter Fleet, invades Baal, and we're talking like they were going to die, like their home world was going to get wrecked. Um, during one of the most pivotal battles, um, the Tyranids just all freak out, flee, and just drop dead, like, just out of nowhere. And we're talking about, like, Blood Angels, like, almost, like, again, they were going to get wiped out. An entire chapter gone. And this is the first founding chapter. And they were like, what the fuck happened? So they traveled to the moon, because there was some serious demonic energy, and the Grey Knights actually showed up. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> fucking, there's the Tyranid hive mind. All of the leaders just dead on the moon in a gigantic shape of Kabanda's symbol. Basically, Kabanda got so pissed off that the Blood Angels were dying, his favorite people who he loved to fight against, that he poured it onto the moon, killed all the Tyranid leaders, put them in the symbol of him, and then left. <laughs> I did not know that. That is awesome. Yeah, it's actually really cool. Yeah, he's so he a little Cabanda is actually not as like you know Corn is all bloodthirsty, crazy blood for the mm -hmm. blood god. Cabanda's actually more like Athena than Ares insofar that he's actually like a wise warrior, and Scarbrand is the dumb strong warrior. I, I know you know Scarbrand, of course, Luke. Yeah, Scarbrand is the dumb, stupid, rageful. Will point him in a direction and cannonball right. So, uh, uh, this guy is much more tactical, and which makes him a lot scarier. Like, he's still a bloodthirster. He's still a greater archdemon. Um, but he's much more tactical and much more conniving than your stereotypical... That's why he lives in the high court of the blood god. He's actually one of the higher generals of the blood god. And he's got a that good is pretty cool. I, I, I like the, the tactician. Yeah, yeah he's I know. A, the, he's the face cool. and the hair is really cool. Uh, that, honestly, that's cool. what... Don't get me wrong. It, that, to me, sells it. But it's also the paint scheme, because obviously this is coming from Forge World. They have a very different style of paint it's gw to me a lot of times feels they try to paint what they feel you could paint as well like you, you could follow along they go a little bit higher level but a person could follow along they forge world always feels to me that they go for that very high level high class almost sometimes what you might call european style when you're talking more of like you know infinity you know when you're looking at they are going to paint it to the utmost skill they can and they're not beholden to using pure GW stuff. Like GW, maybe they use some other stuff, but I think a lot of their, their teams, it's, no, we're going to paint with our own stuff. Forge World, no, they're just going to paint with whatever can give them the best look, yeah. the best whatever it is they want. Oh, Devastation of Ball is what it was called. That's the, okay. it's, it's, they actually put it out, reenacting the Devastation of Ball. That's what it was, Devastation of Ball. All right. All right. <sighs> we could probably talk about that guy all night, but we probably shouldn't. Yeah, let's go to um, we'll I'm talk about this quick because I'm not going to throw any of this up because I don't want to get uh, GW not to like that. But they, they showed a little bit about on Warhammer Plus Interrogator. Looks interesting enough. They didn't show much. They didn't yeah. really give you much. But it looks interesting. I, I still like don't more, belong to it. Fun little shows. And yeah. again, you get the model at the end of it. So sure, yeah. whatever. That's all I'm going to say about that. It, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is going to be a little faster. Like the kill team. I... All right. Pirates. Nifty new model. Yeah. yeah, the Corsairs look cool. That's I'll, the dude I'll with the bird. They they previewed that bird, didn't know it was attached to, attached to a guy in an eye patch. We all thought it was Sigmar, which was great. <laughs> we yeah. All 
Uh, no, no, he does look cool. Yeah, he's fine. I think that's all they showed that, and then they talked about it a bit, which yeah. But but he's he's absolutely fine if you like that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, well, and I I think it's good that GW is continuing to support, you know, Kill Team as a thing. Um, more 40k more so than Age of Sigmar. I feel like it's definitely harder to step up into the full gauntlet even though it's funny dave you know you're experiencing that even now with dan where he's like all right you've had like half a game at 1k you can do like a full 2k game now right you know like <laughs> yeah, so yeah the no, community the no, community is like ready ready to drag you right in you yep. know ready or not here you go mm-hmm. but i will say that you know there is a community around here uh, of people who just continue to play and enjoy kill team as more of a tactical skirmish um or you could use it as a segue into 40k and i think it's cool that that exists Absolutely. even if it's not my do, personal preference i do like kill team i did i did play with custodies which kind of sucked because they were they they broke kill team um but after the nerfs they're much better now and so it's a lot more fun to play um but you know it's it's, it's cool and the corsairs do there's a weird fan following the corsairs yeah. a lot of people love corsairs I think it has to do with like um what the hell was it called uh rogue trader yeah and the last thing they talked about was the necromunda which they didn't also didn't show much or say much just you're gonna get out of the hive and maybe it's mad max maybe you're making some vehicles i think it's gonna be yeah i think it's gonna be vehicles or not i shouldn't say vehicles bikes like bikes or like 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 uh skimmer bikes or stuff like that which is cool, you know? It's just yet another source of cool models you can use yeah. to convert and another game system that you can play if you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the Porker Borker. Um, the new uh, Warhound that they're releasing for Titanic. It's just, it's just cool that they're releasing these models. Yes. Um, all right, so that, that covers what they covered pre... Or, or right at the beginning of LVO. Like I said, at least me... Um, I liked a lot of the stuff I saw. I just didn't feel like I saw much. And now, maybe part of it is because it was 1 a.m., so I stayed up till 2-something to watch it. Or, or however long. I forget exactly how long Three. it was. Three. Okay, yeah, so I stayed up for two hours. I've been trying to go to bed a little earlier with starting work back up this week. So I stayed up very late. And, again, I liked what I saw, but I just wanted to see more or something that really not necessarily spoke to me, but spoke a little higher, but... What they showed wasn't bad. Nothing in there was bad, just not great. But shortly thereafter, they gave us the roadmap for Age of Sigmar, which is the one thing I absolutely wanted to see. I wanted something that told me, what does it look like now? We knew probably roughly the first four just based on boxes. Like saying, okay, it's Night Haunts and Daughters of Cain. Yeah, makes sense. That's what it was going to be because you have this box coming out. But they give us a timeline and they tell us, okay, yeah, it's it's six across the next while by summer it's chaos and order they'll get their battle tomes um they they essentially said their commitment is to try everyone should be updated before new editions their editions are three years so you're looking at you know trying to get about eight or so books out a year roughly around that depending on what they do with it but i i thought that's that's what sigmar needed they needed to show us yeah although just to clarify, because mm-hmm. I, I, the way you said it made me remember that uh, this had caught uh, one of our friends, John. Mm-hmm. The last two battle tomes uh, that they said are going to be released sometime in the summer um, are not uh, Grand Alliance battle tomes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just a generic 
Chaos Battle Tome, and okay. they haven't told us which army it is yet. They do this for 40k as well, oh, where they're like okay. super faction, random Imperium army. You don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be a random Imperium army. Got um, it. So okay. John was like, oh my god, Grand Allegiance Order, hallelujah. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. That's not what this is. Oh, is that what he's all? Oh, that's what I no. thought it was too when I saw order. Yeah. I was like, "Ooh, that that's really nice. Oh, Maybe it's no. a good way to get some updates." So it's just going to be some order. All right. Army. Yeah. Maybe it's Beast Which, of Chaos. Well, and, and you know, it's funny. It's a short list at this point, right? Yes. You know, yeah. of of chaos slash order that have not gotten uh, a battle tome this edition. Beast, so Beast of Chaos is well, one. That, and, it depends on when are they counting this edition. If they're just counting when third came out, that's still pretty new because they, they didn't put out many battle tomes over the last like six months plus. It's been a little bit actually. There's some people who had them last edition who or who had them not so long ago, but not necessarily in the new edition. I mean, they they more or less cycle through, right? You know, you can just they're look true. at when they were released and you know, they do flip flop a little bit. Um yeah. But for the most part, you can just be like, what are the two oldest Chaos Battle Tomes? 80% chance it's one of those two. Yeah. I, I don't know what those two are, by the way. That was not a rhetorical question. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. off the top of my head, I'm not entirely sure either, honestly. But Probably Beast of Chaos. Either Beast of Chaos or um, the Corn one. Um, no, Blades of Corn is, I don't think is that old. Um, not Blades of Corn. Um, could be Slanesh at this point, honestly. Sure. Pretty, when did Skaven have one? Because Skaven are under Chaos. Oh, it's Skaven. That's right. Yep. A lot, lot, a lot of possibilities for sure. Yeah. Um, and order. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's I think good order to have is even dates. a shorter list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I will say this. Yes, maybe. Just because they took a lot of stuff and put it into cities, very um, true. That were like the mini sub factions, and I could see them saying that's good enough and that's it, but. I could also kind of see them taking any one of those factions, um, you know, throwing John a bone, uh, dispossessed anyone, you know, and just saying, you know what, let's release three, four more boxes. Let's get them uh, an actual army, you know? So I, I, I'm not saying I have no inside information. I'm not no, saying no, of I, course. I, I think that's what's going to happen, but theoretically it could be right. And yeah, I, I would be pretty up, cool. I pulled up the list for, for grand order. And when I look at it, I mean, Everyone else is either. I mean, some of them are listed here. You know, you have you have three of them listed here, and a lot of the other ones, as far as I know, I think their books are pretty recent, unless they really just want to bring bring them into this new edition. So it absolutely could be someone from Cities of Sigmar is going to get a uh, get their own sort of thing, and and some of them would have enough if they would just do some of the old sculpts, either start making them again or maybe update some of those sculpts. So. I'd be interested to see what they do with that. It's very true. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's always it's always interesting when new stuff comes out. You know, I've I mean, I, I may have a bit of a problem with that, but you know, <laughs> we all do. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's what it is. Can, <laughs> but I, I've I've hopped more than most, I think, and I'm I just saying it's it's always exciting. And you know, for me at least, if nothing else, you know, when I see new model kits, I just start saying, oh, is there a cool version i could do with this mm. or is this an army that i'd be interested in playing you know like uh what's it called for better or for worse which you know we'll talk about it in a bit it mostly has been worse but uh <laughs> the dragon's coming out you know yeah. man like yeah it's technically a sub faction of an army and it's really just like two boxes 
yep. but like it's a totally new thing and it almost drew me in i'll be honest um because how cool is that and it's just you know it happens it happens to the best of us yeah and, and and with being able to play online and test things out and all like that it, it really lets you get a feel you don't have to commit to something before you figure out yeah i do like this here's what i can do with it and and buy in so you can actually you can play smart with your money which is oh good yeah and bad. absolutely <laughs> yeah all right. as, as smart as a you know 50 dollar box sets are oh yeah but yes very true um the i think the, the last bit of of, of news um, that at least we have for this is what they put for related to the um, Aldari, and they put uh, a bit about their codex, which I pulled up here, and then they I don't think I pulled up the screen for the box that they're doing. Um, well, while you're pulling it up, I'll talk, I mean, it's it's basically Chaos versus Eldar. It's Elder Jomans. Um, of course, new Elder models, old Chaos. Bo- I mean, at this point, so they released the Tau Codex, we know they're releasing the Eldar Codex. In the new Warhammer Community article that they released today, they had uh, released that they were releasing the Tyranid Codex next, which yeah, also... That, that's I, a I weird one, though. I don't know if when they say next, they may just mean that's the next Xenos. Oh, yeah, if they just... Exactly, what does next mean? Typical <laughs> typical vaguenness. Or, no, but um, it also makes me wonder, like, what's going to happen to the Army of Renown? Do Army of Renowns go away when they have an updated Codex, or... No. They get built into the codex. Neither. They just continue to work the way they always work. Okay. So I don't know if it. Um. So yeah. No. So um. So that's the, they say it's the next codex, which kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Um. I don't want to be mean, but at this point, it's almost kind of like meme that chaos. You know, you have Tau, you have Eldar, and then you know Eldar and Chaos in a, are in a box set together, and there's still no Chaos Codex. So it's like, holy shit, man! That you, drones have more wounds than a chaos warrior or chaos uh, space marine. That's, oof. That's that's feel bad. That's, yeah, that that's, does that's, that's, that does cut deep oof. as a chaos person. I'm not gonna lie. That's but, a big oof. But you you know what I will say? This actually happened last year um, when GW was in the beginning of the throes of the supply chain crunch, mm. and the. The current conspiracy theory that I actually subscribe to is that due to the size of the chaos release, that uh, they are not able to put it out so close to the Eldar release because you know their 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 machines only have so much time to pump out this plastic crack, and you know they're putting out a lot of stuff for the Eldar, mm-hmm. and supposedly I. Uh, CSM has a lot of new kits coming. I mean, I've heard. What, yep, and I was. I've, say, I've heard whispers that. of like seven, eight, yep. nine different new kits or updated kits. It's basically a relift or a facelift of a lot of their models. Right, and that's a big deal. And if that's true, they need to have tons and tons of stock of those new models. So I could see them squeezing another book in, like say maybe Tyranids, who don't need new models. Um, or maybe aren't getting as many new models or something or any and just saying, all right, well, have these rules because, you know, we can print books, but we're having trouble printing the models and getting them off the boats fast enough or whatever. Again, I have no inside information. I don't know if that's what the case is, but that did seem to be the pattern last year when we got seven different space train books because it was like, oh, well, these don't need any models. And then got a big release that had models and it, you know, kind of made some sense at least. 
and and it's a nice easy sale as well to an extent because if you you want to have consistent output of things but if you put out tons of let's say they even had the production you put out tons of model one week very shortly thereafter tons of other models you, you know people don't have the money for both if you put out say a small book you put out something else not saying that someone is necessarily going to buy both but you have them in a box together you know th there could be a lot of pull from people to want a lot of it they can't do it they're going to wait all right well i'll give you i'll give you the month in between i'll give you some tyranid stuff i'll give you one to two kits i'll give you a book you know, go ahead, save up your money, because next month we're going to take it all when we released five, six, Why seven, however many like kids. Drug deal? Yeah, <laughs> this is sounding heavily like a drug deal. I'm going to give you a little taste first. I I'm gonna give you a little. I, I, I mean, I think it's this box. This, that's what this box is. This box is a taste of things to come. You know, it's just the most. Ex it's two hundred instead of the normal one seventy. They've been is the difference. Which yeah, I haven't done a breakdown. There, there is there is a lot in there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's mostly new stuff, I will say, and I, you know, you never really know. Like it's always tough. Like for Eldar players, we've heard a lot of things about that book. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to feel pretty confident about whether you want the Eldar models or not. Chaos. Haven't heard of that much, surprisingly. Um, no. So it's a little bit tougher to say for sure. Um, but, you know, the GW is going to sell as many of them as they make. So, like, oh, yeah, exactly. it almost and doesn't people, matter. Yeah, no. want it, and if they don't sell it now, it will sell when a chaos book, book comes drops. out and you start seeing the reasons why you might want particular models that are in there. Exactly. But, all right. And if I, if I remember correctly, the kit that the chaos is getting is chosen. Yes. Um, and they never really had a chosen kit at all. So it's not just like it's an updated kit. It's like, all right, you've never had a model for this and you've sort of had to kit bash from other kits kind of badly, to be honest. Yeah, it is chosen and in there. Yeah, yeah. But so what I'm saying is I'm pretty sure the chosen was always a kit bash yeah. um, or like an upgrade sprue or something. And so it was not much in the way of like actual models and now you have actual models and you know, people are going to want them just to have the models to yep. even have the option to use them. Um, so it's not like you're saying, all right, do I want new shining spears? Which by the way, yes, yes you do. But you know, <laughs> one person could say, Oh, I already have shining spears and whatever. Right. Um, that's fine enough. And you know, whatever, like if, if you enjoy the look of them, cool. Or, or if you just don't want to spend money every time GW puts out a kit, honestly good for you but uh you know for this at least the kit does not exist functionally so yeah you know, I, I think that'll that'll get some some takers even before we know what happens with that book more new models than just the essentially two heroes leaders whatever whatever they are whatever you may call them anything like that is a nice change because lately a lot of the a, a lot of the kits for a while or, or these boxes seem to be that was the new thing where the yeah. one that they have for Sigmar, as well as this one, has some other models in there. There's more than just them to try and buy for. Yeah, totally. That's definitely huge. All right. All right. I think that gives us, um, I mean, they, they showed plenty, and it was only across the course of a few days, including Monday as well. But that gave us quite a bit there to take a look at. Um, we'll see how much we get into the other things. We'll definitely talk about 
the 40k one because that, that's part of the reason we brought luke on he's definitely he's a hell of a lot more versed than i am for sure and definitely more versed than dan except for when it comes to the custodes part well, well no hey, one is more hey, maybe, versed than dan maybe. than custodes I, I don't know I, I, i've been trying real hard you can try <laughs> but okay you know, I'll, I will if you don't have enough nameplates then there's no way to do it oh, i'm never i'm never gonna have no one plates. no one should i mean let's let's just dive into it honestly right. at this point well, yeah let's dive into it um, all right so, so... I, I am displaying up just so the, the other coast note and see because they don't see the screen right now i put up the best yeah. coast pairings so that way we can see um have the top eight showing for it and then i can obviously go in and and, and pull up lists if if anyone wants that level of detail, otherwise we can just kind of talk a little bit higher level and all. I mean, so before I was gonna say before we talk about the list, just top eight, yeah. you had what one Admech, you had two Custodes, two Tyranid, one crush, which was one Crusher, and then one um. It was hive Gene Stiller Colt, yeah, yeah, she Hive Mind, Gene Stiller Colts yeah. with uh, other Nids oh, yeah. in there. Um, two Drukari and one yeah. Grey Knight. Um, yeah. I, I hate doing top eight because top eight is always very. I don't know. It's too minimal. I always like doing top twenty-five. You don't like top eight because there's two like, custodes, and they're gonna think they're um. They're no, too well, good. if you look at the top twenty-five, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, no, there's yeah, even more. Yeah, it's actually. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah, say yeah, it doesn't help my case. Oh, this like is accurate. This, yeah, I just like seeing like a little bit more just to see. So just for top twenty-five again, Admech, uh, five custodies, so one fifth just custodies. Yeah. Uh, two forces of hive mind, um, three Tyranid crushers, five Drukari, two Grey Knights, an orc, which. That was pretty cool. Dark Angels, a thousand suns, and the one that shocked me in the top twenty-five, a Knight's Renegade list. Nice. But it's probably what, probably war. Um, what are they called? Not warmongers. Uh, war dogs. War dogs, Pam. Bunch of uh, knight. It's a knight armager version of a or chaos version of a knight armager. It it, it 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 varies. Um, people do tend to bring a couple of the larger chaos knights. I didn't take a look uh, at that list. Bunch uh war dogs, war dogs, morax, morax. Oh, more, okay, okay. So it's it's um, a more, four morax, dogs. Are, morax are the yeah, war dogs. It, yeah, so otherwise yeah, it's, it's all war morax, dogs. Yeah, yeah okay. it's all war dogs and war dogs. Okay, yeah. It's yeah. a very hard list. It's a very good list. Um surprising got twenty five top twenty five, but hey, you know what? thousand people playing you know exactly yeah, anyone can do it when there's that many people yeah, you don't exactly. know you're gonna be and a lot of the a lot of the what who people thought might go very far got knocked out early some of the, some oh, of the yeah. other big names got a loss in in earlier rounds yeah yeah that happened left and right and sideways and obviously mm -hmm. you know there's always some rng stuff against because that kind of was what had happened with some of the bigger names where they got yep. matched up into other big names and so yep not an upset but you know someone you wouldn't expect to lose early uh was inevitable to lose um but there were also some seriously surprising results um i, I don't want to give people discredit for the wins that they got but for people that you really would say kind of had no no reason yeah, I, to expect that they could beat you know perennial top yeah. players um yeah. and you know all the congratulations in the world to those players um, but that was obviously very surprising. Um, yeah. And it made for some really good games to watch, to be quite honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of the games that they streamed were very good, very close. Um, just wild. Absolutely wild. Good good TV. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'll, I'll say that as someone who hasn't watched a, a fucking tournament in, like, years. This is the first time I've tuned into a tournament and the first time I've spent all day watching. 
I've, I've never done that before. And I was just that hooked. Uh, so, agreed. I, mean, I, I spent the whole, honestly, I spent the whole week on watching. I would, I even thought like, oh, I'll sit here and hobby a bit. I hobbied a little bit, but then most of the time, well, though, I will, I will admit I was watching that stream. So I, I have an ultra wide monitor. Um, so I had that stream going in one spot. I had the Star Wars Legion like going in the middle. And on the other side, I would stream sometimes other games as well or on a different channel who was covering stuff. So I Yeah, the War Games live. Big, big shout out to that guy. Oh, absolutely. Um, Amazing. Games, absolutely. That dude, my God, was that like a, a master class in how to actually, you know. I mean, I don't want to make fun of frontline gaming. Frontline no, but gaming like, honestly, wasn't as good. It's that simple. War Games yeah, Live production values off the chart. Fr- yes. yeah. Frontline gaming production values on the chart. You know, yeah. not awful. Not although they, they had some issues, but you know, these things yeah. happen. But like, yeah. honestly, it just, it was impressive. Uh, yeah. This guy can put on a clinic. And if he does, I will take that clinic. I will absolutely. I, I was saying to Dan before we started, because um, in the in the chat at the one point, someone's like talking about his overlays. Like, oh, you know, where'd you get your overlays? Did you do them yourself? Do you license them out? And he said, like, no, I, I spent part of quarantine when I couldn't go anywhere working on this, coming up with it, getting super excited, like, every night. I remember that. Well, can't, can't wait to show people. And he was like, you know, I, I made these myself, and I'm keeping them proprietary. Essentially, kind of like, keep them proprietary, at least for now. Because, one, he thinks they need a bit more work. But there's probably the back-end code might just be the front can look real nice and the back could be really ugly. Um, but I think also because, you know, he's still trying to grow his presence and all. And I don't blame him at all for that. Yeah, you know, yeah, grow your presence. But, no yeah. one should shit for that. But no, but, is, yeah. but, but what I will say I mean, I'll, is, I'll give him money for that later. I, no, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, if he was licensing it out, yeah, I'd license it from him. I think a lot of people would. Like, Absolutely. I, from, from the talk, because I asked him there, you know, this is the dude's job. He's been doing it now, I think, six months or something like that. And mm-hmm. he literally drives around the country to show games. He, 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 um, he like lives in a um you, you know like a an rv or, or or something like that the way he thought and yeah he just he oh like next week he's going to be in texas or something like that and the weekend so he just drives down does this but which it, is so it, so cool good good for him yeah. and i will say so uh i was one of them but i saw a lot of people in the chat just outpouring love support and yeah. Thankfully, you know, financial support. Yes. Um, so that he can keep the lights on and keep doing this types of stuff. Because, you know, really it is true that it's a it's a niche in the community that's not really being met for tournament coverage because no. there's not much money there. But good for him making it work. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll link it in both the show notes um on the podcast as well as I'll 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 ask him first because I'm in his, his Discord, but I'll try to link it in to the YouTube as well, just for for anyone taking a look for it, but um, if if you enjoy 40k content, as far as I know, I think he really just does 40k. But I think if, so, yeah, yeah. But if if you want to see honestly the best streaming that I've seen, and I've watched various streamers and all of of live events of like of this yeah. level, he's absolutely worth watching, and he streams honestly most weekends. There's a few he misses, yeah. and I think it bothers him when he misses it. So if, if you got nothing on a weekend, you can find him streaming games. And he and he streamed Shadow Round, which honestly I think was was probably one of the more interesting Ridiculous. rounds. Yeah. Yeah, and well that was the thing that I thought was really awesome because you know, Frontline was doing two stream tables and sort of flipping yeah. back and forth between the two, which, you know, good to have the coverage, but always it's a little bit rough when you have to go back and forth between two games like that mm-hmm. in terms of a narrative. But um just having a third game every yes. round streamed, it 
you know, 50% increased the coverage and it got people out there that you wouldn't have been able to see otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the shadow round and also the, um, quarterfinals, quarterfinals, you know, there were four games. And so instead of streaming half of them, we only didn't stream one. Yeah. And that's just great. You know, like I, I almost wish someone had, you know, also been there to stream the other one, but you know, it just goes to show what a need there is when that was happening and there wasn't even streaming for Sigmar until actually the Honest Wargamer, he stepped up and I don't even know how he voodooed that from literally across the freaking pond. Yeah. But he was able to stream the finals. I think someone was just like he was on live streaming to their phone yep. for him and he was That's just commentating. Exactly. But you know, like where there's a world, there's a way and uh, War Games Live is definitely a living testament to the fact that you know, when you put your your heart and soul into it, you get good results that look really, really good. And, and a thousand percent. And, and and the one thing he does, and I understand why they don't do it everywhere, but I would love that this happened everywhere. Is miking players, please? Yes. And, and I agree. Some players may not want that, and if you don't want that, I'm okay with it. I mean, I've been on streams. I've been on streams for for so, world level events for different games, yeah. online stuff like that. It, it's it it you know it, it's a little nerve wracking. It's a little tough so, because when you make a small mistake, and at that level you know 99 out of 100 times i mean yeah you might get someone who's actually legitimate cheating but at that sort of level with complexity of rules with, with how difficult it can be with you know say the new the custodes book being like a week old maybe you didn't even play against it yet you don't know much about it you're trying to remember old stuff your own rules you played against all this stuff you're tired you played seven eight nine games you make a mistake you make a mistake and if you make it on stream the people in stream are going to sit there and armchair quarterback why you're a terrible person for having made this mistake or and all. And, and I can Another, understand. Uh, uh, Go ahead. I do want to add that there was a really cool, there was a really, really cool um, mid ground that someone kind of pointed out mm. on, on Reddit, funny enough, where, so let um, you, instead of miking the players, right. Cause not miking the players, you, you had the problem that, you know, FLG ran into, which was like, what's going on. Let's ask our coaches. Oh, yeah. he's not listening. Right. Yeah, that was right? It kind of feel that it kind of felt uh, right. And, but maybe you don't want to, maybe the players don't want to be miked, right? Because some, sometimes they'll curse or it'll be demonetized. What I heard was what you can do is mic the players, but only have their audio feed go to the commenters so that they always uh, know what's going on and they just relay what's going on. It, I mean, you know it, I mean? That, that's better than what frontline gaming had going on. But honestly, if the players are up for it, I'd always rather them mic'd. As someone oh, no, who's absolutely. trying to it's learn the game it, again, I actually was able to follow the game. When I'm watching it and they're mm -hmm. talking about it, it's a little tough to follow. Even if you know what's going on, it's a little bit tougher. When I can hear your thought process and, and I can hear what people are saying, especially if these are some of, you know, arguably the best players that at least come out. Yeah, maybe there's some guy who plays at his table who could beat all these people, but he never goes anywhere. But of the players who come out, when I can hear their thought process and hear what they're saying and hear how they're they're talking about it, and what their plans are you learn a lot from that so yeah it makes it a lot more accessible i was actually kind of chuckling in the frontline gaming chat because i know uh anthony one of the guys who plays locally he's mm -hmm. actually on the same team as i am and i also play his same faction i mean i've literally used the list that he used a number of times and it was funny because i'd be making comments in the chat because i wasn't at lvo and the commentators would be like, how do you know these things? Like, we don't even know these things. And I was like, well, I played the army. And they were like, are you Anthony? And you're just like commenting in the chat while you're playing the game? Like, what is this? <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. Like, 
it is hard to access that stuff unless you intimately know what's going on. And I will say, even if you're not like totally invested and like not paying attention, like I, uh, I forget what had happened at some point during the weekend. Like I walked away, I don't know, maybe I had a bite or something and came back and I I had to tune. I I didn't know what was going on anymore. And you have to like figure out like whose turn is it? What's going on? And like, when you know the units and you know, like what the dice are that they use, you can kind of figure out who is doing what and et cetera. But it's way hard to figure out. Whereas when the players are mic'd, you just know, I mean, you might not know what all the words mean, but it's a lot easier to get caught up and also to just tune in and instantly know what's up. Um, yeah. And, and also I will say to my understanding, the frontline gaming thing was a technology issue yes. um, that they had intended to attempt to mic the players and just were not able to. Um, so, you know, that's, oh, I, said on it, the screen that it was a, uh, it was a protection thing. It was a privacy thing. They didn't want to, that's what they were. At least that's what they were saying. And you know that may be I, I didn't hear, yeah. but what what I, I understand that position, but I'll, I'll say this right, like yes, they're a stream, and they don't want to be liable for what random internet people may say. Just you know, like the people who are streaming or who are on the stream, right? They might just go off the rails and say something, and technically that. You know, one could argue is representative of Frontline because they put them on the stream, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But, you know, they also can, to some extent, choose, you know, who goes on the stream and somewhat protect themselves from that. Um, And the thing that I like the most, actually, about the player miking is actually the armchair quarterbacking. Um, It's not so much the level of accountability, but... The people in the chat, sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong, but they'll they'll say things. And, you know, like if there's like a, a mistake or something that's happening, they, they'll say it. Um, there was a point in time where we as commentators and also uh, the chat were kind of concerned that there was a tiered player who might have been trying to do something kind of like a weird interaction mm. that wasn't actually possible. But it's like layers and layers of rule that like no one would know this and we were just like wait does he think this maybe and so we just clarified like they just walked up to the table boss and had the judge ask and be like hey just wanted to clarify this is not what you're attempting to do right and the player was like that's correct i can't do that because he knew his army but stuff like that happens or an actual rules mistake you know like you said if these things happen and it is largely an honest mistake um, it's actually a common misconception I've found that the best and, you know, the highest level of players that becomes more prevalent, I've found actually quite the opposite. Agreed. Though I am not uh, a world-class player by any means, I have definitely played against some who are, and I have never had a bad experience with a player that I would say I consider a good player. And that's no disrespect to the people that I've had bad experiences for. But my point is, you know, they actually tend to be more class acts than just the normal people who pick up the game. Um, And, you know, I don't want to dive into the psychology of why I think that is per se, but it's, it's almost never ill intent. And so I find that it's really just almost exclusively a good thing to have better coverage, higher levels of accountability, but also, more involvement with the chat and the people watching the games. Yeah. It's more interesting. And like I said, it's easy to get things wrong in this game. I don't care how high level you are. 
you have 30 stratagems to consider. You have your opponents to consider. You have all the other rules. You've played so many games. Like it, it happens. You're going to make mistakes. There's never, there's no one has played a perfect game. Everyone's yep. game of 40 no. K has been wrong. If only for the fact that you're measuring with a measuring tape, you have measured distances wrong. It's that simple. Everyone has, you've nudged a model and not realized that something has always occurred. So always be willing, unless it is a blatant, horrible thing that's happening. Give people the benefit of the doubt. And even if it's bad, okay, I mean, honestly, look into it first before you crucify them. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, mean, I was going to talk about that when we talk about the games because like, yeah. there were three occasions of just excellent, excellent sportsmanship in yeah. the games. And play I want to talk intent. about Always play by intent. It's so much yeah, better when you play so with intent. Talk about that because the chat did absolutely piss me off during, I think it was the final. Um, and they pissed me off because no one knew what was going on. They all assumed. And once it was explained, they're like, oh, okay, I guess it's yeah. like that. So let, I mean, let's talk about the games. Let's talk about the okay. games. The, the, so, I mean, first of all, Richard Siegler, the machine, the, the robot himself. Wasn't even going to go. <laughs> I don't think I'll even come, mister. I don't think I'll even come. Yeah. Now that he becomes ITC champion, by the way, by playing, what, six games? Yes, six game that's and that's the minimum six, you can play six, to yeah. become to, to qualify. Um, but no, he becomes LVO champion with Admech. Uh, and the next yeah. closest I think Dave was said was 68. Um, uh, I believe so, yeah. Oh, the, the next best Admech, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was typically yeah, listed. So I don't know. Is there a difference between when they listed Skatari instead of Admech? Is that just because they're going out of the like a the it's, it's like supplement? a sub faction? So right. yeah, it's, it's like if you're Chaos Demons, you could be all Zinch, for example. Um, but if someone's faction is listed as Zinch or if they're listed as Chaos Demons, they mean the same thing. But yeah, people okay. do technically list different sub factions sometimes. Oh, I mean, okay. his list was I, I, I the thing with Siegler is and, and people always go like, how the hell does he play so well, even with Admech? It's because Siegler's thinking like he's playing 4D chess and you're playing fucking like tic-tac-toe. All right. This guy is thinking about your moves before you're thinking about your moves. And he absolutely brought a list that was in my opinion excellent just excellent for the anti-meta excellent for the for the lvo and he's a monster at placing terrain yes um that's the this, big thing his um, placement there's was one great moment where he placed the terrain backwards in his own this was during the finals he placed his terrain backwards to face him he did that multiple like, what times is he doing is that games. a mistake um and it's absolutely not a mistake by placing the terrain backwards like that, you are giving yourself more line of sight blocking and giving yourself essentially a more ability to shoot out. Yeah. Um, and also most notably, it makes it harder for melee armies to safely engage you. Yes. Like it's, just, it, it's just shit like that is like, is Siegler already thinking like mid, like this is, so he, him taking Admech is not even the army. It's just him playing excellently yeah i did just um, check it yeah the next remember. best admech was 68 after that was 70 and then th there's numbers under it but okay, it's so not like okay so low low hundred uh below um which i think is still a respectable four oh absolutely one four and five and one finish yeah no no yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's still good That's but not it's an not insult to the admech player i should no. point out no 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 yeah. it's in no way meant to be an insult it's just to show yeah. that you know there's a gap yeah there's it, there's a there's a very sizable gap when you look at say the custodes players that. You know, don't get me wrong, they're very good players, but there's also other custodes that were in there, and that shows you a strength of the codex. This doesn't mean yeah. Admech, you know, isn't strong otherwise, or he's the only one to unlock it, but there is a lot of strength there, and other people either pile a little bit wrong. 
or, or didn't notice what you could pilot or put the list together the the way I mean, that you could. Very skill heavy army. Yes. I mean, Luke can probably agree or disagree with me here, but I think Admech is probably one of the highest skill to, skill tier armies to play. Um, period. Uh, I, I think it's actually the hardest. Um, and then second place you had, and th sorry, second and third place you had Custodes. Yeah. Um, now explain to us why um, they're oh so different in yes, every way so, possible. So therefore, yeah. it the custodians are still so, fine. I love uh, this. So, and he's talking to me, the custodians expert. Oh, oh. <laughs> so you know, so I wanted to say, so Reddit when the custodians codex came out, shit a brick and called custodians poor. They weren't gonna win. This is a shit tier codex. Well, they didn't win. Um, so they're right. right? <laughs> Second and third, yes, yeah, tier. No, no. So then, um, if everyone was like, yeah, right. And then twelve. And... Emperor's chosen is the best, uh, and they are. They are. They. I think they are. They're probably the best shield host. But people saw like shadow keepers in there and solar, uh, solar watch. But specifically, shadow keepers like, what the fuck is this list? This list is gonna suck. Like that. That was the moment. I'm like, just guys, wait, hold on. Shadow keepers is pretty popular. Fucking shadow keepers got second. <laughs> Dying of laughter because it's just like. Oh, now again, the person piloting this, Matt Laura, um, I was he just shook it all off. That's all it was. Yeah, and it's just he didn't. He's never won. This is his first LVO. Um, and it yeah. goes to so I'm going to talk about him in the semifinal, and then I'm going to talk about him in the final against Richard Siegler, and then I'll talk about the third player custodian, Evan Thompson, against Siegler as well, because this is where we're going to talk about sportsmanship a little bit as well. So the semifinal with Matt Laura, he played against um. Jeans, uh, not Jeans, so called, sorry. Uh, the hell they called? Um, hive Mind, Hive Mind. He played against yeah. the Hive Mind, which was Tyranids and Jeans Stiller Cold. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's this is where I was kind of angry because Frontline Gaming I'll pull the list up to the Siegler game, and then when they went back to the Matt Laura Alex McDougal game, like the primary got matched up. Like, every it basically got to the point where, like, he uh, Matt Alex McDougal who played Tyranids, um like almost wiped the floor with the custodians in the middle. And we were like, eh, game over, custodians locked, yep. Maralora locked. And they turned back to Siegler, and they came back maybe 20, 30 minutes later, and they're like, wait, what the fuck? And it's just the primaries were the same, uh, or primaries were, were closer, custodians were in the lead, and we were like, what the fuck happened? Um, and it yeah, honestly just funny. came down to two things, Trajan being Trajan, <laughs> and he's getting cheaper. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, like he's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, he is a monster. Uh, fucking taking on three monstrous creatures by himself and just saying, fuck that. No, and then the sticky objectives. This this kind of sucked. This is yeah. one of those feel bad with which none of them knew, which was hilarious. Um, but essentially, well, I, 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 I well, believe, one person didn't know yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah, he, Alex didn't. Matt, Matt was probably was aware because he was yeah. able to leave. Yeah. Oh, well, no, because I it was I think what they were saying is they calculated it wrong. And the judge came in and he goes, no, did you count this? And Matt goes, what are you talking about? Uh, no. So the oh, there, there were there were two parts that were kind of strange about that game, not like in a shady way. But uh, so they the thing that Frontline was doing, which I think most places do do when they have stream players uh, or players on stream um if for live events anyway they had like an ipad that the players could use um to update their score sheets at the end of each battle round um this was not happening <laughs> so what had happened was uh 
they knew what, like the stream knew what turn it was and the scores were looking really weird because they hadn't been updated. Mm -hmm. Um, so what had happened was it was a big dozy deal where they just never updated the, uh, points. And so the game state where we thought we were in terms of points, we just weren't. So we were like, Oh, this game's over. Right. And if the points were correct and the turn was correct, it would have been true but they weren't so that, okay. yeah um but what you were saying about the sticky objectives was true um what had happened was alex did not realize that one of matt's home objectives well he, he forgot that the mission oh, that they were objective? playing on had sticky objectives what a sticky objective is yeah yeah basically all it means is if you control an objective in your command phase um, at the very beginning of your turn and then you leave the objective like during your movement phase um you continue to hold it um, unless your opponent comes onto that objective and then takes control of it, um, in their command phase. And then at that point it becomes their sticky objective. So that's why we call it sticky. They sort of come with you, even though the objectives don't physically move. But the problem was Alex didn't realize that these were sticky objectives. So what he did was he was able actually to shoot some custodies off of an objective and he didn't, excuse me, charge onto it because he thought that Matt had just lost control of that objective. Yeah. Um, now that being said, it's kind of tricky because like, it's hard to like do just enough damage and shooting to like guarantee that you finish it off in combat. Um, but it's pretty likely that Alex would have been able to do that. Um, assuming he makes his charge, which was an eight, but you know, he had a reroll. So was on three dice. You know, more than, more than, uh, I don't know if that was the 3d6. Maybe it was. Okay. But point being, he was more likely than not to make his charge. Yes. Um, and if he makes that charge, um, I don't know if he full on wins the game, but if, if it definitely becomes down, at yes. minimum a five charged, point. He gets it. Well, it right, but it becomes at least a five point swing. Yeah. The tricky part was, I believe, what it was at that game state was that the um, Alec, Matt had wound up winning by five. Yeah, and so it seemed like it was a big thing, but it actually wasn't because Alex lost by five. So you'd say, okay, well then it would have been a tie, right? What happens in the event of a tie? They actually give it to whoever had the higher standing coming into the game, which would have been Matt. So if Alex had done that, and that was the only thing that changed, then it's a tie, and Matt still goes on. And that was turn um, five, so that would have been the only thing to change, by the way. Uh, most probably, but, you know, uh, dice games are dice games. Things might change other things. But true. Like maybe well, he doesn't kill the custodian. It the probably game. doesn't lose him the game is all wow. I'm getting at. Or it probably doesn't win him the game. Um, but obviously, it never feels good when you make a silly mistake no, like absolutely. that. Like you said, Dave, it's like talk about, you know, random rules interactions that even some of the very best players in the world uh, can sometimes forget about, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, so I, yeah. I don't, I, I looked through the list. I showed the list. I showed the unit that was, um, that was supposed to make that charge and all that if they would have made the charge, I know on a stream, at least they were saying, Oh, he makes a charge. He wins instead. I don't know that for sure. Um, we're talking about they, what they, that they may or not be, that, but yeah, but yeah, it, it would have been close. It, it, but gives, obviously it, it gives him the him. chance. Um, and like, yeah. Yeah, it is a shame, but you know, he, you know, he didn't seem, I'm, I'm sure maybe later a little bit more strong, but when you're at that level, you know, and you play what so he played the shadow round too yes, so like did. yeah that yeah, was so midnight by the time that round finished it was what all of them except siegler i think who got no no uh, uh, Evan, no Evan, a few other ones Evan, uh, Evan, 
Oh, okay, you didn't as well. Round. Okay. No, Evan. Evan played in the shadow round. Yeah. Oh no, shit. No, but, was, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was saying I know I know that was true because I remember um that was the I was that the game no that was that was not the game being shown but that was the game being talked about when I was watching the stream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that yeah. game was interesting for sure. Um, but no, yeah, Siegler was actually the only one who did not yeah. play in the shadow round. So it was actually kind of interesting how out of the shadow round, all the people that you would say like lost sleep or whatever, slash were mm -hmm. lower ranked, etc., actually did wind up coming out on yeah. top. But uh crazy close games all around the yeah. entire and weekend. I put out that both quarterfinals, semifinals, and and, and the final were crazy close. Yeah. Um, then the other semifinal was against Siegler and Evan, oh, Jesus, Thompson, Thompson, Thompson. Um, this was against Emperor's Chosen, which is the, the, the go for better kind of custody shield host. And definitely something that Siegler was really worried about because, you know, Siegler's big thing is tossing out mortal wounds and a massive amount of shots. Um, and just those, those Skatari just hurt. Um, but it goes four plus plus feel no pain. Um, against mortals is 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 really great. It's a 50-50 shot to just stop his shit. And that was an extremely close game. Um like ridiculously close. And this is where I'm gonna talk about sportsmanship, the first essence of sportsmanship. Because um Siegler ran out of time. Now he ran out of time, the judges admitted because they accidentally kept the clock on him, yeah. right? Um yeah, there was a clock issue. Which is a problem and but again and this is not me trying to be a dick this is not me being a dick this is not me being anti i love siegler but technically it is player responsibility so evan could have 1000 percent said sorry bro you're supposed to take care of your own clock i win right he could have asked but in just pure sportsmanship and i'm this is where I'm, he literally said nope siegler you could take some of my time finish up this turn right which absolutely well here's the funny part it could have lost evan the game well it did and evan didn't it, 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 yeah it did. he lost the game yeah if evan doesn't do that he wins the game he did yeah. it he lost the game no, no, he did it no but here's the funny part so it becomes evan's turn right and evan was ready to shake hands he actually did shake hands with siegler and siegler goes no hold on a sec this is how you win and siegler spent five to six minutes i'm watching this coaching evan on what to do and how to win the game and i don't know luke if you were watching this but evan could have actually won the game had he just rolled no. the hits no, it, it, no. it was the it problem was very was close he, he thought in in what Siegler was explaining to him would have required that the bikes were, I believe it was OPSEC, and they're not. No, yes. even with the bikes were an OPSEC, had he killed and wounded the... the it, um, it, was it had much. like a mathematical possibility, but yeah. it was like one in a million. Yeah, but if they did roll it. If the bikes were OPSEC, um, I don't know yeah. if he would have won, but he definitely would have had a realistic chance at it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He had a mathematical possibility. Siegler said in both, by the way, both of their times were up. The yeah. fact that Siegler goes, no, roll the dice, see if it happens. Because Siegler actually rolled the uh, armor, the invulnerable saves. And I think they were saying that if he failed all three of his invulnerable saves on a five up, right? And he failed the battle shock, that would have actually given the objective I, to, Matt, uh, to, to Evan. I believe yeah, it, it would, it would have been like a, a one in 10,000 odds yeah, for something. It's this. still the fact that Siegler yeah, said, happened. you know what? Roll it out. You gave me a shot, and and you know you gave me a shot. You gave me time. Um, you let me win, essentially. Right now, I'll let you get a chance to win too. This is how you win. 
And that yep. was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it Literally. was was really great high level sportsmanship. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, the very best players yeah. oftentimes are the very best sports. And it was funny because when uh, Evan clocked out, I noticed some people in chat were like, he clocked out. Game's over. And it's like, shut up. Yeah, like, yeah, clocks don't matter. Like, <laughs> like that's what you're gonna say. No, 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 no. That's that's Roll the chat. The fucking dice. That's, Roll the fucking that's, dice, Evan. Yeah. that's the average gamer response, and yeah. then there's the high level player response, which is no. Let's play it out. Let's do it right. Yeah, win, and, uh, win so, for the right I'm, reason. I'm reviewing the game now. By the way, I'm reviewing the game now on my laptop. Uh, so what had happened was, so I'm looking at, I'm pausing it, and I'm like, so yes, he had four models, three models uh, on the middle objective, right? And and those were objective secured, right? So he killed enough Skitari, right? To beat him on the objective, he needed to kill all three Skitari off that objective with his split attacks. Right, but there were more Skitari before he swung, so yeah, it was was tough. He got four wounds through, and Siegler literally made three of the four five-ups. Yeah, there there was a mathematical possibility. It was very, very, very unlikely. You're missing a few things, Dan, is the problem. It's more than that. He needed to kill more than just those models. He essentially had to have all hits go through, all wound, all fail-saves, and yep. and miss the and the morale because he need there was another squad there as well he needed to essentially get oh, rid of both okay. I don't see that. Okay. yeah there yeah. was the the rust stalkers weren't obsec but they're actually no. blenders and so like if he leaves any of them alive or even just two or three yes he outnumbers them but he only has three bikes and so if they kill like one bike then he doesn't hold the objective anymore okay. it, it it would have been i I didn't do the actual math, but I think it's fair to say that it would have been close to like one in a hundred thousand odds if Evan had won that game at that point in time, just due to the dice probability. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it was a class act thing of Richard to say, Hey, just so you know, like this is how you could do it, except he didn't realize how unlikely it was because he thought no, the bikes, so he were, thought that the bikes were objectively secured, which sure. they no longer are. Yeah. But but regardless, like that's that's really the problem. And in no, fact, no, no, if, the bikes, if, if the bikes if bikes were uh, if the bikes were obsec, um, I think he just kills the rust stalkers, outnumbers the rangers, and everything's fine. Absolutely, um, yeah. so that that would have been a very positive, and I think that does result in a win. So like it yeah. was a very possible win condition. Oh, that of course didn't actually exist in that way, but but yeah, no, just yeah. an excellent. The fact that it, the fact that it even came down to the last roll like that just goes to show how close show that game just was. Level, yeah, and yeah. then we get to the 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 final game, which was Siegler versus Shadow Keepers. Now, funny enough, I felt like this was going to be a win for Siegler automatically because Shadow Keepers are kind of worse into Admech because they don't have that four feel no pain. Yep. Um. And funny enough, until about turn two, turn three, he held off pretty well. Um, Matt did a very good job of holding off Siegler. Um, I think one of the big problems, here we go, armchair general time. I think one of the big things, big mistakes Matt did was, uh, well, first of all, before we talk about the mistake, another big fucking um, just sportsmanship thing was when Siegler charged in, right? And then Trajan heroically intervened in a way that basically only one person could attack him. And Siegler was like, wait a minute, what? And so this is where I got angry at chat, and I'll talk about that in five seconds. But essentially, um, Siegler did not realize that Trajan could heroically intervene six inches. Yeah. Um, for, for free, by the way. He just, that's, just, that's just Trajan. Ten points um, cheaper. He, ne- he needs to be ten points cheaper, right? 
Yeah, no, he's yeah. much cheaper. No, but he, he, so he heroically intervenes, and Siegler goes, listen, I did not know this, right? Um, would you mind? I And so they, so here's the thing. They're not mic'd up. So people start flipping out in the fucking chat. Yeah, oh, do. my God, Siegler's cheating. He's doing a take back. This is the finals. This is ridiculous. Meanwhile, right? Meanwhile, the two fucking people ignoring the chat are having a damn discussion, right? You know what, Siegler, take it back. Do you mind if I reposition Trajan? Do you mind if this and that? And they work it out together so that it's they're both happy with it yeah. because – Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That's how you play a game. Yeah. You know, sure, five thousand dollars are up on the line, but like, I almost want to say reputation is also a big thing. You don't yeah. want to get punched on for reputation. And honestly, they were both happy with that decision. And even after the announcer said, "Oh yeah, they both agree with this. This is what they did. This is a much fairer thing." People were like, "Ah, oh, this is fucking stupid. Siegler should have known better." I'm like, "Oh guys, shut the fuck up." God, by admission, that. Siegler hadn't played custodes against the, the new custodes since they had come out, and yeah, really. it's they a weird random. Rule. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. He, he had. He it it makes sense them. because he wasn't planning on coming, and no. yeah, yeah. And it's one and if you're the players in that house, you don't need to play against Atmec because if Siegler's not coming, you're not going to play them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it just it pissed me off. That that really angered me. But and this is now armchair general time. This is where I think Matt lost the game. It, it's he not entered, armchair. This is absolutely where he he lost. I'm not saying yeah, he would have definitely won without this move, so but he lost big. I think because of this move out that far. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not know why. But let's say the bike captain gets killed because obviously it's guitar. Or, I he don't know why sure. intervene Trajan. I do not know. He. I think. That, I don't think he realized how much of a blender he was walking I into. Think that's what it was. I yeah. don't think he realized how much me playing. I used to play Admech, so I know how much damage they can do. Um, uh, I don't think he realized how much damage they just literally pull out because no. Trajan just got dumpstered. I think what it was twenty-five attacks, uh, hitting on twos, wounding on threes, with sixes being mortal wounds. Yeah, no, no. Trajan got dumpstered. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know why he, but I think that's where he lost it. Because had, by, had by the way, Trajan not uh, heroically intervened, uh, Trajan charges one of those squads and literally just kills it. And obviously not the squad that makes you attack last, please. Dear God, yes. you have an ill. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's yeah. Not so a... in, in, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say in defense of Matt, um, mm -hmm. the unit that, uh, Richard is using is a very niche unit, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Matt didn't uh, quite have the expected damage out. But the thing about Trajan, right, is with his feeling of pain to both mortals and regular wounds, and then his four of feeling of pain also, or instead of with mortals, plus his invuln, plus his ability to blank a damage if need be. Uh, you could do CP to make him live longer. You could CP reroll. It's actually kind of absurd um, how much you need to put into Trajan to kill him, which is obviously why he's getting a points reduction. But um, the thing is... The joke lives. If, if he kills those models on Richard's turn, it's actually a really big deal because of that being on the center objective. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Richard had taken two objectives um, as secondaries so, yes. that required him to get that secondary. Yes, it did. And yeah. if I also, correct me if I'm not mistaken, I believe Matt also went first in that game, right? Yes, he did. Yes, Matt did go first. So that's a problem because Richard is so methodical. 
He is, and he's very, very cagey. He's always going to make sure that he still has the ability to end of the game, turn five, score 15. He's just a machine in that respect. So if you're Matt, you're thinking, okay, well, I'm probably only going to get 40 on primary if I'm lucky. And we know that Richard's going to get 45 by getting that 15 on the last turn. You're saying, okay, I'm at a five point disadvantage. And then you look at your secondaries as the game goes on. And Richard, you know, is getting that middle secondary every turn, every turn, every turn. And you say, how do you make up five points? You make up five points by doing exactly what Trajan did. So even if it didn't work out, I do think it was the right play. Um, I don't remember in context of it how much CP Matt had or how much he spent for Trajan to be more durable. He may have been able to spend a little more towards that end. But that play, if it works, theoretically, that play alone could win you the game. Yeah. Um, he, it didn't, obviously. Yeah. But, <laughs> he, he, See, he went you know, for, hindsight's yeah. 20 yeah. He went for the it, home it run. That's what yeah. it was. In a counter argument, I just would say I would play. I would not have heroically intervened, and then charge next turn. Obviously, not the unit that it strikes last, um, because Trajan would then be able to attack before the the um, before they attack, and he literally just picks up a squad. No, and I um, totally get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, but it's the, the more the more you watch of Siegler's games, the yeah. more you see that he has this just calm cadence every time oh, he plays. Oh, absolutely, and he, he will and score you, that, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. He will get his points, and you can't beat him because you have to score more points than him. And that's the thing, is to beat him, you have to interrupt that cadence. You have to do things that mean that he doesn't get the points that he thinks he's going to get or is planning to get because that guy has a plan every single game, and he knows how to execute it. Um, and he never makes mistakes. Um, so like, that's, it's just amazing, quite frankly. And, you know, anyone who you know is downing on how good Admech is, obviously he's showing that, you know, played well, they're still very good. <laughs> Absolutely. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like it requires skill. Look at that. Yeah, no, it's a hard army to play. Certainly. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, but I'm saying is like, people are complaining about how Admech are shit and I'm like, just get good scrub. <laughs> well, like I said, you just have to stop reading Reddit, honestly. I wasn't yeah, even right. Reddit at that point, by the way. I wasn't even Reddit. Um, but, you yeah, know, and like I said, that, just the level of – and honestly, I I did not want to see a Custodes versus – that was my nightmare. I think that was a Darren's nightmare that, too from Can Hammer. That was most people's nightmares. They didn't want to see I that. I did not want to see Custodes versus Custodes at the end. I did no. not. Oh, my God. It's, I would have laughed. It, it's, it, that would have been bad. Now, nothing, nothing against either of those guys. They played great. You know, they have great-looking armies, all of that. But a, a mirror match, and we can argue it's not a mirror match because the lists aren't perfect. If you're playing the same faction, same faction, no, it's boring, similar yeah. schemes, it's boring. boring. No one wants to watch that. You need, yeah. you know, there's probably certain factions that might be able to do it. It wouldn't be as interesting still, but where it at least looks more varied, the models still have a very similar look. Okay, I'm changing the weapon. I'm changing that. Exactly. It looks changing the same the to me. Color. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. From, from Although, a distance, will top say... down, they're the same. I will say the one guy that I couldn't root for because he came up against Anthony in the end yeah, um, and also did lose to Anthony. But the one guy that I was kind of hoping would make it all the way. Um, no, Manny. Don't do it. No, gosh, that list is so boring. Um, no, the, no, it was the custodius player. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. He's from Iceland. Seems like a swell guy. Um, he literally took 
30 custodies guard, and I think 26 of them had shields. Uh, the storm shields. And he took uh, the light cover of Exilla, so like he didn't care if you hit him. He didn't care if you wounded him. armor save. He just had, yeah, he's he ignores AP one and AP two just out in the open, and oh my goodness, that's what? a great list. Remember, I made that list a couple what, back in eighth edition. It was I think was it thirty shield guard and two shields custodies captain. I don't know something. Do you remember like that. the first name? I'm trying to look it up. Starts with an H. Um, H. he did okay, finish five and one, one, if I recall. I thought you not bad. He he played against Anthony Vanella. If you find Anthony in the top eight, you can find the custodius player he played. Okay. Um, but oh, the Drakari player, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just I enjoyed that list not because it was all that interesting to watch even, um, but just because it was just the biggest, like Chad energy of like yeah. I'm gonna walk out here, and just freaking sally forth, and you're gonna have to kill me. Now, um, I mean, I mean, and one person did. It took the extraordinary violence of Anthony Vanellas Drukari to do that. No one else was able to violence him hard enough. Um, and I, uh, Anthony did play that game on stream. That was, I want to say, was it the shadow round? No, maybe it was the round before. I think it was the round before the shadow round. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just Whatever found it. it. I was, was a little too far up. I was, I, I kept opening a different list, but yeah, I see it here. Oh, Jesus. I yeah. found it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, so I agree. I'm not going to even try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it, the, the... Such a great list. Oh, yeah. Oh, we played him round six. Okay. I was, I was looking too early because he played another Custodes yeah. player round five, I think it was. Yeah. And so yeah. I... He or no, I think I don't think maybe Anthony wasn't. No, Anthony wasn't on stream for that game. He played no. a Grey Knights player on stream. I want to say maybe in round five, the the, uh, the custodies player. Um, and it was so yeah. funny just seeing like these dread knights that were like, we don't really want to go charge these. No, guys. apparently that went really bad. I wasn't watching the well, stream, but I heard it. Yeah, no. So it did. What had happened actually was. The Grey Knights player goes to charge in this brick of 10 fat dudes. And right before he does, there's a really key psychic power that um, the Grey Knights have, which you point at one unit. So it's only going to do bad things to one unit. But it is plus one damage in shooting and in combat, which is obviously Ooh, that's good. enormous, yeah. enormous when, you know, that one unit is a 500 point unit. Like, yeah. You couldn't get better value out of that if you tried. And... The power got denied. Ooh, yep. okay. So he was like, he was all lined up to go in for his charges because that's the thing, right? When mm. you want to make your charges, you want to make them reliable so you get up close in your movement phase, and then you cast the power in your psychic phase, and then you cry tears. Is basically how that went. Did he have an Alaris captain with impregnable mind? Is that how he got denied, or just a CP? Uh, may have been the sisters. I don't know. Oh yeah, knights and no, would have been a knights and tour, and she gives minuses to psychic powers too. Oh yeah, yeah, that sister's character. I, I don't know exactly what it was. I just yeah. heard that it got no, that's denied. Just, that, that's a pretty funny list. Like, I will point oof. out this is because I am a custodies player, so I will point out. You really? Wait, since when? This is the first time we've heard this. I've never so, seen you own a custodies model. Um, so I will say that like the top list that I'm seeing, I'm up to like 50 now. I've just been kind of browsing the list. I'm up to no, now I'm up to like 66. Um, they're really varied. I mean, they all take Trajan. Right. Oh, sorry. All the custodians lists that are yeah, there are really varied. They all take Trajan, um, but some take bikes, some take Caladius, 
some take dreadnoughts, some took a Telamon, <laughs> the, the, the Icelandic guy took shields, and yeah. nothing but shields. Um, I like the fact that I'm seeing that, I mean, and I, I know we talk about this, Dave, in our podcast, how um, it doesn't speak to external, it doesn't speak to external balance. No. But that kind of speaks to very high levels of internal balance. Yes. I'm literally seeing, and, and I'm seeing Solar Watch, I'm seeing, and these are top, I'm up to like the 66, top 50. Yeah, which is still way Watch, in top, yeah. I saw um, a freaking um, Aqualon shield up here. Yeah, but, you know, I will say this, right? Like, and this was kind of a an Admex slash Drakari problem for a little bit mm. um, before they got their, like, seven rounds of nerfs. Um, not that Drakari I've had now. In case anyone was curious, like, if you want to know what the three best armies in the game are right now, Custodes, Tyranids, and Drakari, not necessarily in that order, but those three. And also Richard Siegler. But, um... <laughs> Richard the, Siegler. Yeah, would be the other best faction in the game. So, also orcs are kind of cool. Um, but so the problem is when you have really wacky external balance, which is kind of where I feel custodians are right now, um, it, it may not so much be internal balance as I can take all these things and do good just because all these things are better than they're supposed to be. Not so much that, you know what I mean? Like that they're compelling choices over each other. Yeah. It's just, you can pull data sheets out of a hat because they're all kind of pushed um, and I do kind of feel that's kind of where we are for custodians right now. Um, I do think that they are one of, if not the best armies in the game. Um, yep. And, you know, we'll see how that changes. And it's, I know it's kind of a meme that, you know, they're getting their points drops after this because of the way GW's print cycle works. But, um, you know, we'll have to see what happens when the missions change. I'm not convinced that's all kind to custodians. So I'm no, not just ready to come is. out and say that I think they will still be the best army in the game. Um, so this is kind of a weird, like, one-off of, like, old points, old missions, and now and we're kind of getting into a brave world. Off the podcast that Custodes, when the LVO dropped and the lists were due, Custodes officially got their points changed because Games Workshop released the PDF. But they only released the PDF for, of course, the Codex, and not the Forge World. So LVO basically said, no, use the old points and everything, right? Hmm. So it was really funny that, they, you know, we were looking at some of these. I'm, I, I was, because I was bored. I looked at some of these lists, and some of these lists drop like 60, 50 points. Yeah, yeah. so you get like a whole model in yeah, addition but, uh, to the rest which of the army. Big, which is like, people are like, oh, so what a model? But yeah, that's a single Alaris, which, fuck you. I love my single Alaris, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, as much as That's I joke, it definitely gives you more yeah. list building flexibility and yeah. less points is obviously good. Free daggers. Free daggers is amazing. Best, yeah, it, best update. They got a lot of good stuff for sure. Yeah. But yeah. generally speaking, I will say outside of those three armies, the Custodes, Tyranids, and Drakari, um, there was a lot of top representation. Um, you know, they were they were pretty cluttered um, because of how many of them were in the top 25 you know, you only saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other factions. But, you know, like saying 11 factions in the top 25 and five factions in the top eight, like, it's good. You know, I don't hate it. No, I, I don't hate it. Um, I think and, that and there are some factions that could use some love and some of the top ones obviously still need to be toned down a bit. Um, but all these updates, uh, points and also balance updates so the data slate, data slates is whatever they're called. Balance data slates. Yeah. Um, you know, just more frequent is better. And, you know, eventually getting everything to parity or something that resembles parity 
is, you know, closer than most people want to admit uh, just because they see things in their local meadow or they're like, this guy in my local meadow, he plays Dark Angels and wins all the time. It's like, okay, cool. You know, he's oh. probably pretty. He's probably a pretty good player. Yeah. Um, and Dark Angels aren't a bad army, um, but it doesn't mean they're broken. No. Um, Which and, I was going to say, this, this yeah. is a good... Um... This is a good segue because I know we're talking about 40k. We've spent most of the time talking about 40k, but we're talking about a lot about ballots and a lot about external ballots, which yeah. brings me to the fun part of LVO. Yes. Because we'll be quick on this part because we're running a little bit long and we don't have all the lists in front of us. Yeah, this will be quick. Yeah, yeah, but this will be very quick because um, the game was Sigmar tournament. We also had a Sigmar tournament, and one of the biggest memes during that was dragons, right? I think mm -hmm. the one picture came out of the guy sticking up a middle finger of a dragon yeah. player army, which is really funny. Um, now dragons did not win, shocking everyone. Well, they no dragons won. Well, um, not full dragons, but dragons well, won. Well, <sighs> dragon dragons featured in the winning list. Yes, yes, dragons featured. I was there. They they were there. They they participated. Uh, so the winning list was uh, basically uh, cities of Sigmar with a living city realm. Um, thirty crossbow. <laughs> a, a unit of thirty, 30 and then a separate unit of ten. With, uh, but yeah, but you just buff the 30 unit and they just fucking point at something and they get destroyed. Yes. But I think uh, the big thing was, um, uh, yeah, and then you had the Draconian Guard with the Fulminators, which I'm trying to remember what the hell was the combo with the Fulminators that people were unintendedly doing. Well, it's I not, sure they're unintended. It's, same, That's it's the same combo with the dragons. That's why this list is so good. Uh, Living City have a command ability where after a unit shoots, it can move. Yeah. And this does not preclude the unit from charging, mm -hmm. um, which seems a little bit silly and over the top and it certainly is and that's why i won lvo um but the fulminators are a unit that has a little bit of shooting but nothing really to write home about and then they just do horrible horrible things in close combat because when they charge their damage goes from one to three um so you know just casually tripling the output of the unit when they charge uh so you really need to make sure they charge and that's tough because they only move like eight or something but did you know when you start nine inches away and then you yeah. move, you get pretty close most times. Um, so that's that's a thing. And if I'm not mistaken, and I very well could be, but if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that the redeploy um, that they have in Age of Sigmar that lets a unit move away uh, only works when you move in the movement phase. Um, so you can't even redeploy to get like a failable charge. They're just sitting at like, yeah. this is my three inch charge that I'll, if oh I roll snake eyes, yeah. I'll reroll. Yeah, you are so, correct yeah, on that's, that rule. That's, that's a problem. Phase only. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, if I'm also not mistaken, the dragons can do the same thing yes, they in can. that list. Yes, so, you know, each, each turn, oh, I don't think you can do the same command ability twice. No, you can't do that, but you could decide which one you need more. Right, or you could just wait a turn and send the second wave in on turn two after you've decimated something. Um, and actually, interestingly, the, the gun people, if I'm understanding the list correctly, typically are really used more as kind of like an all-encompassing screen and just something really hard to shift off an objective or two objectives, possibly. Not that you can hold both, but you, know, you can kind of just choose which one you need to hold with them. Um, and, you know, they're just... Because they have the stand-and-shoot ability, if I recall where when they get charged, they yep. can overwatch, yeah, at, overwatch. Like, at like yep. minus one to hit or whatever, instead of just sixes like 40K. Yep, just that um, minus So it's, uh, it's a really, really hard... The unit with plus one to hit a couple of times. Yeah, is... that's that's what I mean. So yeah, it's really hard to uh, assail their back lines, and also you're just getting 
absolutely slammed, guaranteed slammed um, by these units. And dragons have fly too, so like they can do all sorts of weird jank um, when they move and then charge. And they do plenty of damage in the charge phase, not to mention their, their flame breath. So yeah, th this list is very, very tuned top to bottom. I'm not at all surprised to see it win, even over other dragons lists, which yeah. was the boogeyman coming into this. People were like, oh, the mono dragon list win. But it turns out, no. If you just get to get the drop on the dragons, shoot them, and then charge them, oh, well, then it's good, and you win the game. Yeah, so, so the, the, the 30 unit of crossbows, normally crossbows are one attack, uh, range, 24 inch, one attack, Four, fours and threes, one damage. If they're at least 10 models and essentially not in melee, then they're two attacks each. So you're looking at a unit with 60 attacks, and you're not even looking at any other bonuses that you might be able to give them, other things that they have, or even just giving them plus one to hit with uh, a command point if you wanted. So I, I think they... They were just doing big things because they were going against um they were going against had like a lot of zombies and stuff like that, so they were able to really um really so just I, destroy those I units. I did tune in for the game. Yes. Uh and I remember stepping out to just get like a really quick get like a snack. I yeah, came so back I. and done. I saw well, I not that I saw, there was just missing parts of the board. And it wasn't even the dragon shooting, it was just the crossbowman looked at something were buffed and just removed from the table. Yeah. Yep. Um a brutal army. It's yeah. brutal. No, no, I'm not even like. But you know what? It you go from one extreme to the other. So yeah, yeah. Was... Well, and that's that's the thing that you know has actually kind of turned me off of Sigmar for the time being. As much as you can say some not so great things about 40k's balance, mm -hmm. um, I think Sigmar actually has the worst issues at the moment. Unfortunately, I agree. Although I will say, if you're not playing against people who are intentionally creating these lists and like trying to win grand tournaments. I think it's a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah I agree. No, no, yep, no, no. I, agree. I, I, I feel it is better balanced overall, or, or potentially has, has more balance for casual, but is much yeah. more unbalanced for high levels of competitive. If yes, you just want to have fun, I feel you have a lot more armies and a lot more ability where you can kind of, you can bring any force versus any force and probably have a lot of fun with it. Where I think forty k, there is some that are just, you know, like take custodes for example. If you bring a random army and you're facing random things of custodes, you're probably just gonna have a bad time. But yeah, there there definitely are faction interactions that yeah. people in casual games just have difficulty with. Um or, you know, the thing that I've noticed a lot in 40k is that there are victory conditions, but they aren't the intuitive things you would expect. Yeah. Um, like though you have to start playing the game in a different way to beat certain factions when you're whatever you know a specific faction has a hard time beating them conventionally mm. and what i actually find is that casual players uh they may not realize it or and i think this is actually more commonly the case they may see what they have to do and say like i don't like this like i don't want to play this game yeah if that makes any sense like maybe instead of charging in with something it involves just walking up to the objective and putting your models there but not charging so that you know you take the objective from them but you don't suffer the attrition of dying on their turn for example yeah you know um that is often the right play at high level play but if you don't enjoy that and you're like oh my guys should charge in because that's what they would do and like it's cool like that's awesome and you're probably right to be fair um but that happens a lot in 40k whereas in sigmar like if you just play the game normally 
I think it often results in a game that feels more thematic and like the way you would expect a battle to go. No, I, Dave, I, you want to talk I, about uh, Star Wars real quick? Um, I'll probably do that in a separate I thing because we're running along. What I what I will say for Star Wars, the one part I'll I'll mention there. Um, um, they did stream that, didn't they? Yes, they did. I was what that was. So that's why I'm happy. I had a really big uh, screen. I had that going on one <laughs> side. I had 40k going on the other, and I had some Sigmar in the middle. Um, mm -hmm. Good streams, good games. Um, the overall field started started pretty even. Um, some different people on the on the on the discord have done some of the number crunching um like i said started we'll go this way started pretty even so it was all mid all 20s so empire actually was uh 20% cis 27% rebels 25% um republic 20 um the big thing is so cis took it they did have the most they in the top 8 it was six separatists one rebel one republic um, final actually did come down to Rebel and Separatists. Um, Separatists just have a lot of strength right now. They they have tools that deal well with the other armies. And therefore, you know, th their percentages were very similar on day one, but they were able to pull it out because, you know, they do well against the different armies. So if they're going against each other, it can be a little more crapshoot, can depend on exactly what you brought. But when you're against the other ones, especially, say, vehicles and all, you, you can get a lot of, um, you, you have a lot of strength in that. So... Not terribly surprising. There are there's other stats and all, and I'd like to go through more more detail, but I'm not going to do that now because we went a little bit long, and that that makes sense maybe for a, a separate thing to discuss parts that I think are are interesting. Although vehicles not a not a big thing, heavy vehicles at least in the whole field of people there was one ATST and one AAT. So where previous years vehicles were the big thing, or at least big heavy vehicles, not so much. And I honestly I think separatists are the reason why because I have a uh, I don't know, 60, 70 some point unit who, if I hit you and put something on you, you're just getting less actions, which is huge. And if I get two of them on you, you're not taking a turn. But Dan will find out all about that when I show him um, the game. And then I'm going to throw my clone troopers at him and just have them. I will point out also, this was not a tournament. Uh, and this will go very quick. But the LVO also had a 30k scene, much larger than I actually expected. Um, it's LGO. Everything is big. No, no, no. But I don't. No, no. There are like a hundred pictures I just sent the Facebook group. Yeah. Um. Jesus Christ! Some of the most beautiful armies I've ever seen in my entire life. We're talking, like no, no. Like the, these were. I. I. I mean, it is 30k. We talk. We're doing. We're doing the podcast right now. Injured to 30k. So we'll talk about that when you tune into the Injured to 30k. Yeah. But just some some. And again, none of them look tournament ridiculous. You know, all of them looked fluffy. All of them looked hilariously fun to play against. Um, you know, just the normal 30k community. But that's that's LVO for me. Yeah, that was it. Was very interesting to watch. Um, would be nice to maybe go one time. Falls when school is. So I don't know if I ever would or want to go fly out there. But it was, exactly. it, 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 it was it was a good entertainment. I teach yeah. during it. I would love for it to go, fall on like a vacation. Mm. I probably take a hotel and go to be quite honest yeah well it is on the it is on the weekend no didn't it start thursday or friday 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 I think friday what do i do take off friday like i mean yeah. i could i mean yeah, yeah so you some do people, some people do do that yeah like a warhammer forty thousand nerd is like wait, wait isn't that mr shavina <laughs> well, i don't I think, who cares I think you have 
personal days that you're allowed to take? Oh, that's true. You only get one, though. Yeah. You get one every year? Yeah, you only get one. When no. you get more time off like that, yeah, like I don't, I think I, I don't get many. I think I get two or three or something like that. I get, I get, I get more sick four. time, but very few personal. That's insane. Hold on, hold on a second. You get four fucking personal days. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. You, you, you laugh all you want. You're such a fucking piece of shit. All right, <laughs> and and with that, I think one. I will uh, will close this out. Um, so as always, um, thank you for listening or potentially watching. Like I said, um, if you listen to the podcast normally, I am putting this up on YouTube as well, where I've been uh, streaming so that way you're able to see the sorts of things we're looking at. Um, again, I hope is I'll make that a little bit better as we go along, but this way you at least can look along with it. Um, we're going to put this episode out this week. We should also hopefully have one out about 30K. So you're going to probably hopefully look at two different things from us. The 30K one will probably be a bit shorter or maybe we'll be able to cut down the amount of episodes on the, at least the intro part of 30k because we're not gonna have to go through news or anything like that um i'd like to see us kind of separate if we're talking about one system and the news has nothing to do with it it makes sense to kind of make that a little separate thing um but we'll see exactly how we go from there um as always things like liking subscribing all that kind of stuff is good everything you hear from every single source all that stuff is nice um i'll like i said i'll 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 check, but if the War Games Live guy is okay with it, um, I'll put some links. It's easy to find if you look that up, but um, uh, at least through the weekend, other than the games, that was honestly the most pleasurable part was was seeing very nice streaming from someone who's really trying to get this off the ground. So I would definitely check him out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Other than that, on behalf of all of us here, uh, have a good evening and have some good gaming.